Welcome to This Guy I'm Sick. I am Sam, and I'm not being joined by Chris with a K the Lady Way this week. I'm just being joined by Leslie Ann Huntley. Yeah, that, that's I. That's, that's you. And this episode is something a little bit different to what we normally do. We normally talk, um, you know, games or, or anime or movies, and we go from more of a, you know, what do we like, what we don't like. But this time we're going to be talking about the music of Final Fantasy. Yeah. Yeah. Because man went to uh, Distant Worlds recently. Yeah, so yeah, so Leslie went to Distant Worlds what, last weekend? Uh, yeah. Yeah, so yeah, you're, you're kind of fresh back from that. And you're going to tell us quickly a little bit about just uh, how, how it went. Yeah, um, well, I mean, it's the third one I've gone to, so I'm kind of used to the process by this point. It's normally once every like three years. This last one was two years after that because they were doing it for the um, last one was for the anniversary of Distant Worlds. So they did it a little bit earlier. Yeah. Yeah, it's um, it's in a big old Royal Albert Hall, which is fucking huge. And so that's obviously, to those who don't know, the Royal Albert Hall is like a UK staple for, you know, good music. Uh, it's where the proms is held. It's like um, a classic, well-respected venue. Yeah, it's like a massive, like, five-tiered auditorium. <laughs> yeah, like an old-school looking as well. Like, it's not... It's not modern looking it looks like an old school venue yeah, I was going to say it looks like where they used to hold like fucking operas and shit yeah and like ballroom dancing and stuff like that yeah, yeah. <laughs> back in the day yeah obviously there is some ballroom dancing in Final Fantasy yeah if you play 8 yeah um, but you know if you play 8 you probably don't really like Final Fantasy that much because excuse me that's one thing that pissed me off about this system world is it was like the anniversary of Final Fantasy 8 not even a single song yeah they can't do shit until they the, the, the reason they don't push 8 which some people don't know, is because they kind of don't have it. Yeah. So they are probably still working on something, and maybe if the 7 remake doesn't go tits up, yeah, they will possibly remake 8, because it's the only way they're going to be able to do it. They'd have to do it from the bottom up, because yeah. they don't have the source anymore. But some, some cunt lost it. Given that how much they fucked up eight while making it things like working without a script mm. making up story elements on the fly yeah you know like what did they say why are they collapsing what like they didn't know they genuinely didn't know what the story is so they just kind of went to, to, you know made it up and i imagine a japanese one does have a better story yeah because that was what was originally written and I don't know how much differences there are between the Japanese and the, the English language version. Yeah. But apparently, well, there's a fair few in seven, and seven had a script. So yeah. there's, the, you know, but then also eight was eight months. Yeah. And it was rushed, pushed through, working stressed, which is not uncommon in the gaming industry, especially today's day and age, it's got worse. Yeah, it's just crunch all the time. And they kind of just had unfinished ideas and an unfinished plot and an unfinished story and they did their best. And yeah. to be fair, it's not the shittest Final Fantasy game. No, you that's know? two. Yeah, <laughs> that's two. Um. <laughs> and it's not even... See, but then I wouldn't put it in... There's been 15 mainline games. I don't think it gets in the top 10. No. And wait, oh eight, eight. Yeah. I won't put it above seven, six, four, five. I won't put it above nine. I won't put it above ten. This is all correct. Yeah, you know, like there's. I probably won't put it above the free remake. 
No, the free remake's really because good. Because that's, that's really good. Yeah. And I wouldn't put it above... One. One. So it's you get you get to the point now where it's like, what are your bottom ones? Well, the bottom ones are... You eight, know, two. Eight, two, 13, probably 15, because the game, that was kind of unfinished and yeah. they had to mess around with it. And then, unfortunately, probably 12 in there somewhere. No. The 12's pretty fucking good as well, but I'd probably put 12 above one. I'd put 12 in my top 10. Easy. And three, and yeah, so... In fact, 12 might even be close to my top five. Yeah. Yeah. So, so there's a lot of... Um, unfortunately, with that, and with the anniversary and you go into this, you expected lots of eight, and you got... Lots of seven. Lots of seven. Yeah, the entire second half was just celebrating the release of the new trailer for Final Fantasy VII Remake. So what did they open with, though? Uh, like, set one. Uh, they opened with the prelude, which they generally do. Yeah, which well, makes sense. They didn't last time I went. Last time they opened up with um, the Hymn of the Faith. Which is a good from song. From 10, which, which is a really cracking. good song. Yeah, that was, that was a good time. But yeah, prelude, fucking staple. Iconic. Yeah. Proper iconic. Proper iconic. Not Ubisoft yeah. iconic. You can explain, yeah, not Ubisoft iconic, not like <laughs> claiming something to be iconic from its first mm. inception. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, probably that's like this podcast, we couldn't really say it's iconic. Not really. We are we are we are, you know, a good fifteen, sixteen episodes in now, so yeah. we're not iconic. But you should be paying. Probably a little bit ironic. <laughs> you know, that's, instead of iconic. <laughs> Get this ironic. Fucking this man's this man are ironic. You know, we we've sold some T shirts. So I'm happy with that. I want to go on those Crystal Meth Chronicles t-shirts. Yeah, I've got I've, I've got one for yeah, myself. So... So yeah, and we, we sold a uh, Final Fantasy 8-year-old dude t-shirt. <laughs> and we sold a Final Fantasy 9-11 t-shirt as well. So I'm what pretty a legend. pleased with that. Yeah, so these people bought that stuff. And uh, someone else bought Crystal Chronicles, uh, Crystal Meth yeah, Chronicles. Yeah, I need to pick one up. No one's picked up the Tomberry one. And some, I'm not calling someone a cheeky bastard, but someone's like, did that really take you a long time to make? Because I put on there, this took a fucking while, right? I'm on Photoshop, and when I do stuff on Photoshop, I don't like to just steal images from someone else. Like, I don't like doing it. So when I'm, especially for our merchandise, nothing in our merchandise has not been created by me. Yeah. So that fucking little tomberry in there, I drew that on Photoshop myself. <laughs> yeah, that takes a while, and you've got to do it in such a high, um, yeah. high res, because it needs to be print worthy. So the image is gigantic when you go on it. If you were to print it off at its actual size, it'd be like the size of a flag. Yeah. If you were to print it off at the size that I've made it, because then once you shrink it down at the high pixel rate, yeah. and you don't lose any quality, or once you make it larger, you don't lose any quality. That's yeah. kind of the point. And then, not only that, it was like, right, I've got to do Final Fantasy. The point is, it's a Tombury, and it says Final Fantasy, and then it says... Nine, 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 nine in Roman numerals, which I had to work out because there's different ways of doing it. So I had to work out which was the correct way because I don't want it to be a more modernized version or an incorrect version of doing it. So I spent about fucking 25 minutes just doing that, just working out what the best, what the right way of doing it is. Yeah. And uh, then there's a blood splatter up it and stuff. I think I did pretty good with it. So... I was a bit, I was a bit miffed when someone did it. Really take a long time. It took about two and a half hours just to draw the fucking tombri alone. Sounds like a bit of a come and do it shading and do the, the it's lamp right. I put his yeah. lamp on there, right. So the lamp is glowing. So I did all, like there's a lot of shit I had to do to it to 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 get it there. So yeah. I was a bit, I was a bit miffed by that. But then I said, well, yeah, because it's in the high res. He was like, oh, okay, yeah, okay. Sorry. Right. Oh, thanks for the clarification, dude. Sort of. Yeah, now fucking buy one. And all right, because we don't make a lot from it. Yeah, uh, we make about two dollars a t-shirt, which is which is not a lot. But so we've made like 
We've made about like five dollars. Well, no, no, we've made well. We've made about seven and a half. Probably about twelve dollars in total. So about tenner. Yeah, about tenner. <laughs> nice. Yeah. So, but they are available. I think they're pretty good. People yeah. like them. Like everyone goes, oh, I like those, but then no one fucking people aren't buying them that's because Final Fantasy fans haven't got any fucking money yeah that's real because none of you have got jobs and that's squaring it because railing us from yeah, money and then, and then you're yeah you're spending money on fucking Dissidia loot boxes or some shit I don't know what you're who, who the fuck's playing Dissidia or NT anyway some cuck <laughs> there's just one guy just fucking just fighting himself he's playing on two fucking PCs so because Seven is I ain't even going to debate this anymore with people because it is my favourite, right? So. Oh yeah, you're entitled to opinion. But from our episode, the last episode that that we put out, which was two weeks, just just under two, just under two weeks ago. Yeah. Was. The seven remake. One. The seven remake part two. Yeah. That is our highest now officially our highest listened to episode. Our first highest listened to episode was the first seven remake episode. You see, like, the thing is, is the reason that our second seven one got so much traction was probably because of the trailer. Yeah. So we're yeah. obvious. Yeah. We're but like, dicks. but both both <laughs> are are our highest listened to, and this yeah. one doubled the the original set. Like so. Well, people, hopefully they don't be cucks and just keep listening. Yeah, because like I hope, or hopefully they look back and go, okay, like there's a there's a there are other Final Fantasy episodes. We've done ten. You know, we got others planned. Yeah, we need to cover the best Final Fantasy. Five. Five. Five's good. Five's very, five's very good, actually, good. Yeah. yeah. Five's got the job system on point. Oh, yeah. Uh, better, never never been done again. Not true. Not true? <laughs> Twelve. <laughs> no, you can't really class that as the same. Twelve, because of the Gambit system and stuff, it doesn't quite... No. Well, actually, ten two. Sort of, but just, not in the way it's, it's, five, five no, it, does the job system. Yeah, perfect. The, oh yeah, absolutely. The so, way they do it in ten two is very different. And I'd like to see the job system return. Oh yeah, absolutely. In, in some capacity, but then it, I think the reason I don't think it has returned is because they fucked off from uh, turn based gameplay, well, and it's very even difficult. They don't necessarily have to change. This is the kind of the problem with Final Fantasy fifteen. It's a single player, single character game. Like they haven't made like you, you don't feel anything for your party because they don't you don't do anything with them. It's just, oh, yeah. For reference, when we're talking about job system implementation, we're not involving uh, eleven and fourteen. No, because that's fair. But because again, they're MMOs. Yeah, because that's very different. Diff- different ball game, really. Yeah. So like, um, what was your highlights then from from the Smiles? Yeah. Obviously, uh, did they play Dancing Mad? Yes, they did. That's always a highlight. Yeah, uh, so. da- Dancing Mad is like it's it's what I go there to listen to. I've heard it live twice. It's still fucking amazing. I did have a conversation with someone recently about Dancing Mad. I yeah. said the only bad bit in Dancing Mad. Mm. Actually, I think it, I read your comment on. This. Yeah, is yeah. that the opening? It has been the opening the, theme. In it. The, yeah, the opening theme is how they start the song. So it's not brand new. Like when it starts. It is just the theme. It's just the sixth theme. Yeah. And then it changes. And that's the epic stuff when it changes. Yeah. But to turn around and say the whole song in itself um, is... Because what the comments people are making are is that this is so original. But it's not. Because the beginning bit we've heard throughout the game. Yeah. We, we've heard this song throughout the game. And then it changes. Yeah, mm-hmm. So it's sort of like... 
you can you can almost if you were going to say it was unique you would say something very very different about it and it would be along the lines of it's iconic it tricks you <laughs> it yeah. is iconic but yeah. it tricks you you don't know what's coming you're just like oh, okay this is the fucking the, this is just the theme to the game that's the boss battle music and, and then bang it's like and then it then it just goes mad and it and it's it is actually really good. <laughs> it goes dancing mad. Yeah, oh. yeah literally. Um, and the other stuff is people going, it's an operatic masterpiece. Well, it wasn't um, on the fucking snares, was it? No, it was a chip. So. Yeah, so it it wasn't like so. Again, it's like unfortunately, if you're gonna, for me, when I look at the songs, the purest form of them is what you see in game. Yes. Because that's how they were intended. But when you go to something like Distant Worlds you can be 100% blown away by what you're hearing because it's going to be, like, top quality. I mean, when they play Dancing Mad, I have to fight every urge to just whip out my dick and just jack it, mate. Fucking, I love Dancing Mad Live, man. It's so good. Yeah, I need to. I I just need to go. Just listening to that organ solo makes me want to fucking solo my organ, mate. You get me? (laughs) Blow your own organ. Yeah, this is it. Those pipes, man. Just banging on your own pipes. Yeah, that's real. Yeah, Dancing Mad is a fucking. I wouldn't say it's his best. I wouldn't say it's Nobu's best. Uh, I, I wouldn't even say it's the best Final Fantasy song, but it might be the most iconic. That and one, Next that and Angel. One Winged Angel are the two. You see, like One Winged Angel is um, with Distant Worlds. It's they play One Winged Angel at every single one without yeah. fail, every single time. But then, see again, going back to comments and stuff that like I talk to people online with. Yeah. The thing with One Winged Angel, the main thing of it, like, that comes on and you're like, oh, shit. Mm. Yeah, like, and nothing else in Seven sounds like One Winged Angel. When you listen to to Dancing Mad, for example, it, sound, if, it sounds like it came from that world. It sounds like stuff you've already heard. In fact, it starts with, as we said, the, the theme to Six. So when this like orchestral fucking music starts in 7 you're like nothing else in this game sounds like that well yeah I mean it's, it, that's by design because the fucking shit that's happening during this fight isn't of this world no it's you've now been it's fucking been, it's Genova shit yeah you just you're you're somewhere else like every, everything is suddenly fucking alien yeah, yeah. And it, it, it's, a, it's an awesome scene and it's a really fucking good song um, as is Dancing Mad because obviously the thing with that without skipping to One Wind Angel too much as you fight Kefka, obviously, he, you fight your way up him, mm. and he changes right into the final yeah, you, you, and you, the song yeah. changes with him. Like so you got the Tower of Gods, yeah, and then um, and then it's just him being all like, "I am amazing." Yeah, I can shoot laser beams from my fucking eyes and my dick. Yeah, yeah, laser dick. Yeah, that's that's, that's what he was doing. He was destroying the towns when you just get to the of Ruin. He was just, he was, like dick beaming them. Every time he was bashing one out, he was just like lasering. Them. Mate, that's the fucking most hardcore climax I've ever Split seen. Split the planet in half with oh, his dong, baby. <laughs> anyway, the, the planet is fucked. Yep. Back to the set list. Second up was fucking a song that I can never actually pronounce properly because um because my voice just won't let it happen. Fucking um, Apocalypse Noctis. Okay, yeah. So that is probably the best song from Final 15. So I was so I was super happy with that. Yeah, because good I'm, tune. The unfortunate thing with 15 is the music just feels like background filler most of well, the yeah, time. Well, yeah, no, but like Apocalypse Noctis, Noctis is the standout track. Yeah, it is. No, so that you're right. That is the best thing. But if you if you were to look at so as we're going through this. 
just because this episode is about the music of it and yeah. you, you've been to see it live. Yeah. What what do you think is wrong with the 15 soundtrack as a whole? Uh, the fact that when I was in the car, I was compelled to listen to music from other Final Fantasies instead. Likewise. I was yeah. like, oh, fuck it. I'm like, I was like, you're, you're giving me access to all this Final Fantasy music. Yeah. I love Final Fantasy music. Yeah, to songs that are better than what you Yeah, so I'm just going to listen to the shit that's better. And uh, yeah, because I did the exact same thing. I did all of them. Yeah. When I, I actually went round to different garages yeah, to, just buy to buy the fucking music. Yeah, I would stick fucking dancing mad on. So like, there you yeah. go, job done. And then that's exactly what I did in it. And then therefore, the music that was put in the game loses kind of all merit at that point because you are you're giving me an option to not listen to the canon music. Yeah. Very strange. I mean, I like that the option was there, but at the same time, it kind of devalues the actual OST. Yeah. Which is weird, because when you think about other other game soundtracks, right, not many would give you that option. But if you think about something like Grand Theft Auto, because there's different radio stations. Yeah. The beauty of that, though, is that different people have a different experience of Grand Theft Auto or how it feels yeah, based on well, what they on. listen to. It's like I would always put the metal channels on except for Vice City when I put on the talk shows because they're fucking hilarious. I like the talk, talk shows in all of them. I'd always fucking try and check Maurice Chavez, mate. Because they, they are funny. But yeah, I'd mostly listen to like the alternative radios and stuff. I don't want to listen to... I'd listen to some of the hip-hop ones as fucking, well. Fucking like the one in um, like San Andreas I had like fucking Alice in Chains on it and shit. Yeah, that was pretty cool. I was like, yeah. Yeah, and Danzig. Yeah, I can't think of Danzig anymore without thinking about the picture of him like fucking outside the supermarket with the cat there. Yeah, well, he likes his cat, so. <laughs> um, and pussy at the same time, mm. he likes both. But, yeah, so like, I, like music, here's the strange thing. I play a lot of video games, as do you. Yes. Music's very, very important to them. Oh, absolutely. But in my mind, just thinking, no video game stands up holds up to Final Fantasy in terms of the music and how much of it there is and yeah. like how I well like... done it is and how well composed it is. It's not to say that there aren't. I like the music in the Assassin's Creed games. I don't know. They've got a concept oh, yeah, coming up and I'm thinking about possibly going to that because the music in those are really good but I can't sit there and go, oh yeah, these songs are fucking iconic. Maybe Elder Scrolls has some iconic the Skyrim songs. Theme. The Skyrim theme is yeah. pretty iconic. Well, I wouldn't say anything, and that holds up to the best of Final Fantasy music. You could take the top 20 Final Fantasy tracks, yeah, and they kind of blow away any video game. Well, the thing you've got to remember is the earlier Final Fantasies had a literal, literal musical fucking genius composing Yeah. in fucking um, Nobuo Amatsu. That guy can fucking just write off fucking tracks like nobody's business. Also, that being said, though, the guy who does the music from Final Fantasy fourteen, fucking um, Masayoshi Soken, he's a fucking legend as well. Yeah. Mate, you make some fucking bangers. Well, 14's got really good music. It's very yeah. underrated. Did, yeah, they play any, did they play anything from 14? Yes, they did. They, they played two songs, actually. That's good. So we'll, we'll, we'll move on to your next. You yeah, know. okay. So the next one, easy. The victory theme. Okay. Yeah, yeah that's pretty standard. How long was it, though? Uh, short? Or? It's very short, like yeah. a minute. Because um, they could make it a little bit grander, like a little bit like longer if they wanted to. They also opened up the concert with the Victory Humans one. Yeah. They just played it and they just, all of the entire orchestra just fist bumped at the same time. It was just like, yeah, feeling it. So fourth song, Dragon Song, the first one from Final Fantasy XIV. Actually sung by Susan Calloway, the person who actually sung it. Which is awesome. That's yeah, really she, good, she did two songs touch. this year, which was really good. Yeah, uh, Dragon Song's the intro theme to Heavensward. It's really good. Yeah, it is a good song. I recommend anyone give it a listen. It's not the best intro song to 
a Final Fantasy XIV expansion. That also got played. Which is later on. Right, skipping that one. Um, why, why do you think, though, with, with 14 mm. Mm. that... So, 14's got a big fan... Well, not a big fan base. I mean... It has a core fan base of a couple of million people. Yeah. Because they play in it yeah. actively, right? Had a massive spike recently, cause obviously, because um, Shadowbringers' new expansion is yeah. coming out soon. But why is it you think that that gets overlooked musically? Is it because there are kind of remixes of old songs and stuff? Or like yeah, they, they thematically thematically use the same stuff we've heard before, yeah. just changed and rewritten and moved about. Or some songs are brand new, but yeah. sound like you've heard them before. Well, yeah, that's because, very... um, to like, because the thing is, is like, yeah, 14 has a lot of music in it. That's one of the big problems for Sokin, the guy who composed it all. It's a lot of music that's expected of him. So what he does is sometimes he'll sample like the main track for that expansion and use it to make something different. Yeah. Because obviously, like he needs to compose for an expansion probably like a hundred and something songs. And then he's looked at like former games and f- former themes, yeah. and he's used them as inspiration. He's used that, but see, I like the music. Yeah. Like the thing with the music in that, and this is not a bad thing. Some people would think it is. It kind of washes over you while you're playing it. You're not really noticing it yeah. so much, but you would notice if it wasn't there. Yeah. I mean, it kind of just like you're now sort of. You feel like you're involved because of the music makes you... Not only is it an MMO, so you are quite involved, yeah. but also the music has the same sort of cuddling, sort of coddling feeling of, like, bringing you into the game as opposed to uh, giving you an experience. At, at the same time, mentioning that, there is, like, certain points, though, like um, when I was progressing on Kafka, for example, um, we were progressing on that fight for about two months. So I fucking love Dancing Mad. It's like one of my favourite Final Fantasy tracks. I had to mute it because it started doing my head in because we were stuck on the same part for a month. Yeah. And I was like, I need to listen to something different before I lose my mind. But no, like, some of the best tracks in Final Fantasy XIV recently has actually been stuff that's not from it. Yeah. So, like, the 24-man raid from Stormblood was entirely based on 12 and Tactics. So they had, like, they hadn't reorchestrated or anything. They ripped the music directly from Tactics and 12. Yeah. And like when I did Orban Monastery, no, not Orban Monastery, the one before it, um, uh, the Lost City, um, forgot what it's called. They played my favorite song from Tactics, and I had the the world's largest hard on. Yeah, oh, well, Tactics is fucking awesome. Like, tactics I can't, is fucking banging. Like just everything about it, I like the gameplay, I like the story, I like the way it looks, I, I mean, like the music. Like the story caters to atheists. It's like you know that church. Yeah, they're fucking up to something. I recently bought Tactics on uh, Android, so because obviously I'm I'm in Spain for ten days, yeah. So I'm like, fuck it, you know what? I've got emulators and stuff, but yeah, I'm gonna just buy the legit copy. I'll I'll give them my money for War Alliance. I'm I'm yeah. I'm, I'm I'm all right with it. Um, plus, I don't have a PSP emulator. I've just got PS One emulator, so I could only play the original, and I want to play the War Alliance version because it looks smoother, it looks yeah. nicer, it isn't it's, it's a lot better, yeah, yeah. So. I thought I'd buy it, and I was playing it the other night. I was just laying there, and obviously uh, didn't want to wake anyone up. I was trying, to, and I had I didn't have the music on, and I was like, I can't play it without the music. The music in Tactics is so good. The the story follows like it kind of like takes beats from um, Suikoden Two. Quite a lot, but did it come out before Suikoden Two? That's a good I question. Think it, I think it did because um, obviously with um, the stuff with Ramza and Delita follows the same shit as fucking um, yeah, very much. So what's like, his face and Jowie? 
well, he, the hero, whatever you call him. Yeah, he's got a canon name, but I can't remember what it is. Uh, I think it's what, Ryu. I think it is Ryu, yeah, but um, he's just the grandson of whatever. I can't remember that guy's name, which is a shame because uh, obviously we do have a Sukuden episode coming up soon because we have spoke about doing... So, yeah, it's, it's not Ryu, it's Ryo. Ryo, yeah. It's close enough. So, yeah, it's like two people on the different different sides of a wall. Yeah, well, when did that come out? Did you did you see when it came uh, out? Because yeah, I've got a feeling tactics tactics came out. I'm pretty sure it came out maybe six months after six eight months after seven, and I've got a feeling that Sukuden two came out a year or a year or Sukuden two years two after. Sukuden two was December seventeenth, nineteen ninety eight. Ninety eight. So Final Fantasy seven came out nineteen ninety seven. Yeah, so I've got a feeling tactics came out in ninety eight as well, rather than it stealing anything in terms of theme or story it must have just been something in the ether if they both yeah. ended up with uh, Fun House Tactics uh, June 20th 1997 yeah so it came out it came out way before well no it wasn't necessarily stealing story beats but they both like feel similar yeah, yeah. Uh, less religion in Sukadun but then what Sukadun deals with is imperialism and yeah. almost like capitalism like just just a broad yeah. imperialism doing Whereas as you're told from the government uh, it's almost like a uh, like a nineteen eighty four style game, but not with a dis- with a medieval theme, you know, where like you are <laughs> fucked. You do yeah, not want to. Yeah. Um, Fourteen eighty four. What it could be called. Whereas, like, uh, tactics is all about like people fucking abusing religion and war for political power. Yes. And and it, it's great if you haven't played tactics. You should because you it's should. amazing. Yeah. Just take take our word for it. It's amazing. Yeah. Um, yeah. So. What was what was next to be played? Uh, it was the first time they've ever played this at Disney Worlds. It's um, Ignis and Ravis from um, Final Fantasy Fifteen episode Ignis. Yeah, and that was really good. I've not actually played episode Ignis. I no, I, I, play, I, play, I played the main game and then I just went. No, oh. I, was, I was very much the same. I finished the main game and I was like, you know what, I'm 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 pretty good being done here. Yeah, the gameplay wasn't good enough. Apparently, good. episode Ignis was really good. Yeah, because Chris with a K told me. Yeah, I, I am very tempted though to get the Arden episode. Apparently, that is really good. Do you need the others to play it? I don't think so. Yeah, because uh, I like Arden. Mm. I think Arden is probably a, 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 a may may even be a top five villain. Arden's backstory is like actually like really tragic. He's, he's he outside of outside of Gladio's body. He's the best. He's the best thing in fifteen. Fucking nah, it's Gladio's great sword that's the cup noodle. Yeah. That's the best. Cup noodle was the best thing in Fundamental 15. Yeah, you wanted you wanted to suck on his cup noodle. Slurp down. Oof. If you only. Want, you want Gladio to give you a good ramen. Oof. I want him to hold me like his great sword, mate. Yeah. Ooh, baby. So, yeah, I don't know much about it. Unfortunately, I can't talk much about it. But you said it was good. It was. It was very good. If you, um, if you have a chance, give it a listen. So, next up is more iconic shit. Fucking Suteki Dene from Fundamental 10. Okay, that is a fucking awesome Oh, yeah. Song. Actually yeah. sung by Ricky. Yeah? Yeah, so that's the original lyricist. And I was like, oh, this is good. Yeah, it's good. I'm like, I felt like... What was the stage present like? Like, Did they have a lot of good lighting or, oh, or yeah, effects they, I mean, or anything? Videos? Well, no, there was no effects. The lighting was on point. The smoke or... No? No, they keep it quite simple. That's good. But, like, it's like... The lighting is... As you would expect for what is basically a stage show. Yeah. That's one thing I did miss though. Like not this this one was but the one before. They actually did the opera scene from six. 
Okay. But it was actually opera. So it didn't go... Oh, oh, no. It just <laughs> make weird noises. It was actually like proper opera done by actual opera singers. Oh, nice. And it was amazing. But that's not something they'll probably do again for Yeah, looking at what you've, what you've said so far... Yeah. Um, not much from the earlier games. Uh, not this year, no. No. No, they, they, there's nothing from like... Real, no, there's not much from behind seven. Apart from like the standard stuff like the prelude and like the crystal theme yeah. and stuff like that. So then after after the fantastic Suteki Dene. Uh one thing that gave me the massive hard on. Next up was Festival of the Hunt from Nine. Oh that's a fucking good that, that is that is a good. thing that makes me hard. Yeah, it's a good it's a again, it's a good track. See nine we will do an episode on nine. As we're going through this, we realise how many episodes we could actually do. Yeah. Nine is an incredibly underrated game. Oh, um, you saying that, that gives me confidence. Well, lots of people fucking cunt it off. I've noticed. I've noticed it in the past year or two. I never noticed it before. I, I, I always had people go, it's better than eight. Which and, is not hard. But... And it was a step in the right direction. Oh, absolutely. It, it was homage to old Final Fantasy. Yeah. But to me... I was like, this is the PlayStation 1 at its pinnacle of graphics, gameplay, sound. Like, yeah. this is that to me, they hit one out of the ballpark. Dude, the, the music in fucking Final Fantasy IX was literally on point. It was yeah, amazing. The whole way through it, I enjoyed the music. Like, it, it paid to the theme so well. Yeah, it just fit yeah. in. Because obviously it was a bit more medieval in its sound. Yeah. Um, it's very steampunky. No, it is. And the yeah. main theme from Nine. Yeah. Is one of my all-time favorite oh, yeah. Final Fantasy. It's, it's, it's the jams, dude. So, yes, yeah, so, and Festival Hunt is a really good fucking theme as well, and, it, and an iconic part of the game. And yeah. so, it's like like the song from Nine that I'd really like to hear orchestrated, but I know it probably never will be because it doesn't really lean into orchestration very well. It's fucking Dark Messenger. Yeah. Which is the, obviously the the theme that he plays when he fight Kuja in um, Memoria. But I don't know because it's got keyboards for days. It does, but then they can do, they can do dancing mad, which goes all over the place. Oh yeah, they can do um, Genova, which goes all over the place. So they could, they probably could do it. It's put it, it just. I think sometimes, if you are a uh, a band or you're an opera house or an opera company, you might not want to do twenty songs where you have to do that. Yeah, you yeah. might only want to do three and then space them out because they sound different to everything else you're doing. Yeah. I was going to say, if they pulled out Dark Messenger, I'd be like, yeah, this, this is the time to be alive. Whereas if you went and saw, say, the Black Mages, you're probably going to get all of that shit. Oh, yeah, because like the Black Mages, no, nobody was ever banned. They are like properly into their like hard-ass metal guitar. So who, who was the conductor of this? Arnie Roth. Arnie Roth, so that's a good yeah. conductor as well. Oh, so. he's a lad. Yeah. Oh, um, speaking of Arnie Roth, the second, dis- second, first system world I went to, I can't remember. Um, they Arnie Roth and Nobu Amatsu did a duet. Yeah. Was, was um, Nobu there at all, or? Uh, he hasn't been to. La- I've only, in fact, yeah, I've only ever seen him once, which is the first system world I went to. Cause he's been really sick recently. Yeah, and it's weird because we're like, oh, he doesn't die. He's not, I mean, you said he's, he's not only even, 60. Yeah, he's not that old. He's, he's like sixty. Yeah, he's not as old. Like you think the thing again. Okay, we said it as well with uh, Kira Toyama from yeah. Dragon Ball. Like, not to be racist, th- but they're Japanese, so yeah. You think yeah, that dude's living to be about hundred. I was gonna say he looks old as fuck, but he's not. All that fish they eat. This is um, 
which is actually true. It's not even it's not even a joke. The Japanese do eat they eat, a, they lot eat a lot of fish. And one thing about fish, especially the oil in fish, it's fucking super is good for you. It is good for your brain. Yeah, and it, which is probably why I'm fucking brain dead because I hate fish. Yeah, but you yeah. just take them. You could take the oil tablets. Oh yeah, I'm not yeah, gonna. And yeah, you could, <laughs> but like, um, without segueing too much away from it. Yeah. So I remember watching this fucking documentary. It's a bit heartbreaking. It's about this dude. He was fucking in a coma. Yeah. For about eight years, and he got Jesus. into a coma when he was like fucking eighteen. Jesus. And his mum was like, "I'm not pulling the plug on my son. I'm not. Well, doing that's it. fair. Yeah. I'm not fucking doing it." And then after this eight years, she read about like fish oil and basically when your brain uh when you run out of your essential oils in your body your brain's made of it yeah so your body started using the oils in your brain to fuel itself yeah like oh shit we're low on oils it just takes a bit of your brain so essentially damaging your brain but if you have plenty of that in your diet it never does it yeah so she was basically giving him like four fucking spoonfuls of this shit a day Hmm. she did it for about eight months and the geezer woke up and like they went, I, like the doctors like calling it a medical miracle and stuff like that. But people that are into dietitians and stuff are like, no, 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 you fixed his brain with the fucking oils. Like that's what happened. Yeah. And since then, loads more research has been done. And like Alzheimer patients and stuff like people that eat a high fish diet are less likely to get Alzheimer's. Yeah. Because or brain damage or if they replace their diet with a high fish diet, they can kind of reverse certain aging well, problems like in the mind. Yeah, like loads of that shit. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and it, it turns you around. So we're not being racist about Japanese. The reason they fucking live so long is because they have fish. that in their diet. They eat yeah. fish. I was going to say fucking eating sushi for days. It's not like we're saying they look like them. You know, we're not saying something like that. Yeah, it's like they, they, they look like they're like super young until they hit like 50 and then they look like they're 100. <laughs> yeah, all of a sudden just back, yeah. Yeah, it's just overnight, you just wake up, so I suppose we're just like fleshy now. What do you mean they? Uh, I mean, I'm talking about them as not an actual gender I think, stereotype. I think, I think you're allowed to. I think you're allowed to. I don't think, I don't think you get in trouble. Asians are quite privileged and they Whoa. do quite well they do quite well in, in their lives, you <laughs> know. You can check your like and, continental and they, privilege. And they're, and they're smart. On average. I heard they're really good at math. They're very good at maths. They're very good at problem solving. They, <laughs> they, uh, the technology is on par with anything you'd find in the West. I think, I think they're all right. I don't think you can get in trouble for that. Mm. If they lived in a little mudder in a desert somewhere, you might get in trouble for saying something about them. But. <laughs> yep. All right. So, Festival Hunt. Okay, yeah. It was um, Answers, which is... Probably one of my favourite Final Fantasy fourteen tracks. Fucking amazing. It was first um, in the trailer for Rumbleborn. Yeah. Very it's, good. it's like one of the original... Well, no, yeah, it's the, it's, bir- yeah. it's the first song you ever hear from, from fourteen. Yeah. Yeah. So it was... If you started in Rumbleborn, it literally plays when you start the game up. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's the thing. We have to kind of keep saying, when we say fourteen, we are talking Rumbleborn. Yeah. I don't know if any of the music... I, I didn't even bother with fourteen when it first came out. I did. Um... I the music did. was pretty good, but it was like, it wasn't like incredible. Yeah, I'm not sure any of it's used. Because it, it wasn't soaking back then. No. Is any of it used? Is it canon? Is uh, any of the songs... Get... Some of it. Some. Not, not all of it. Yeah, is that, like, can you find it on CD to download? Probably, you can. Uh, yes, but... uh, it's, it's a big album called Before Meteor. Yeah. Yep. Uh, there is some good... Canon album though, by Square or by someone? Oh, no, it's by Square. Yeah? Yeah. 
they like Square when it comes to Final Fantasy fourteen, they I would almost I wouldn't like to say they like abuse their fans with the amount of fucking albums they put out with all of the tracks on it. But they basically almost do it for every fucking patch. Well, I noticed that they are proper cunt square with things like Spotify. They will not put anything on there. Well, yeah, that's because they know they can monetize it. Yeah. Well, yeah, but then, you know, like we said, we've spoke about video gaming companies not being with it. And then you look at stuff like Capcom. Yeah. And you look at the fact that they literally themselves put the whole of Devil May Cry 5 soundtrack on there. Like yeah. all 100 and something songs. Because the, the Capcom... They were fucking up with what they did with Street Fighter, and I think they learnt their fucking lesson. I like, honestly think yeah, they did. Like, it's been like, said before, but Capcom's fucking just crushing it. Yeah, moment. yeah, we say it every episode, yeah. pretty much every episode. We talk about how well Capcom are doing at the moment. And you see, the problem is because Capcom's doing so well. I know at some point they're just going to fuck up monumentally. <laughs> I don't think they will because they're not. It doesn't appear like they're trying to push games out. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't appear like they they're looking for six, seven games a year, or high end. It looks like they're looking for one or two a year. Yeah, like the only thing that's coming out from Capcom that I'm really is on my radar at the moment is um another Monster Hunter, the expansion of Monster Hunter World, yeah. which is um Iceborne, which looks really good. Yeah, I mean it's just an expansion to a really good game. Yeah, I, I did like Monster Hunter World, but I've I've got my issues with it. Oh yeah, same. I mean, like I I started Monster Hunter with Monster Hunter Three on the Wii U. I I tell you what I'd like in Monster Hunter World. Mm. Some sort of like rope swinging Spider Man abilities. You know what I would like in Monster Hunter World? Big anime titties. Big anime titties. <laughs> no, just like, because you know when you're running through like fucking jungle areas and shit, yeah. and like, oh no, I've got to climb this monkey. Like, I don't feel very free. I don't feel very open. Well, I mean, you, like, why is it called? Yeah, I was going to say, you can. It's not really a world, is it? Because I'm kind of stuck here in this. You corridor. can, like, swing from wedge beetles, but they're, like, few and far between. Yeah, the, but if they just put that in it, because what I do is, like, the you reason. just fucking Spider Man, this bitch. I fight yeah. I fight in that with the fucking pole weapon. Oh, fucking um, insect wave. That you can split, springboard yourself. Yeah. I use that because of the springboard. That's the only reason I use it. Because like, when you get to a place where there's ledges and now I've got to climb something, you can just springboard yourself yeah, up Yeah, just it. fucking yeet yourself up it. So it's like, if they just threw a bit more of that in it and opened it up a little bit, it would be... It, it would be well, they might very well be doing that with Iceborne because most... Um, most well, no, all weapons can now use their um, arm crossbow without... Putting their weapon away. Yeah. So they might swing into that. Well, way. yeah, if you had your arm crossbow and it just had a fucking rope on it. Yeah. And you could just fire it and swing from shit. You'd, you'd, you'd reinvigorate the gameplay. Yeah. Completely. Well, I mean, Iceborne's out soonish, so I suppose we'll get to see. We'll yeah, see I, I, I need runs, to finish but... Monster on the World. I gave up with it because I can never find anyone to play with. Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, I've, I'm playing it on PC, so. Yeah. I, I, I played it on PS4 until the PC version came out and then I just jumped straight over. But then when I was, like, people said, like, I'd get an invite to a party and stuff. I'd get it and I'd be like, I'm not even playing Monster in the World at the time. So I'm like, oh, fuck it. I'm stuck. By the time I get there, party's full. Oh, no, their world's full. I can't even, I can join them in a party, but I can't join their world. Yeah. And I was like, this is pissing me yeah, off. Yeah, like, when it first came out, like, especially on PC, the matchmaking was fucking, ugh. it was grim. They fixed it now. But, yeah. but the, the previous Monster Hunter games... Are fucking awesome. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think this is actually one of the weaker ones. Yeah, uh, no, I would agree because I mean I've put the most, the one I put the most into would probably be four ultimate on the three DS. Yeah, the three that's that is the best. I played the, the fucking DS. shit out of that game. Generations, the one that came out after, it, was also really good. And now obviously I've bought Double Cross on the Switch, which is the expansion to, well, it's called Generations Ultimate over it. Yeah, I need to get a Switch. Yeah, 
I mean, they're, they're, well, actually, no. Cause but then I don't know what I don't know what's out on it. I've not been keeping up on what's out on it. The, the price of the Switch hasn't really gone down. I think it's actually stayed static. It has stayed static. I bought I, it for like two hundred. I've been seen, I've been seeing people on eBay selling it for like one twenty. So I'm like, that's really cheap. Hmm. And it's like I'm looking at it, it's going, oh, it's one twenty, and it comes with Breath of the Wild. I'm that's like, like that's fucking half of how much I paid for my Switch. But well, I these, my are se- one. these are second hand. So yeah, yeah, true. But I'm seeing people fucking them off but the, the, the sheer amount of them on eBay I wonder how well it's doing as a console there, there's a lot of good games coming out soon there's, and the, there's a lot of then, stuff on there I mean but then I almost bought one about three weeks ago yeah I was like you know what fuck it I've just been paid might be cheeky of me to fucking buy this yeah instead of you know doing other stuff but I can I can, I can live I mean if you I, like... can, I can live with it and then I didn't I chose not to um, because I didn't like the colour of that was the cheapest one. The cover? I mean, like... All I the, wanted the all-in-black one. I was going to say, all the Switches are the same colour as yeah. the Joy-Cons that are different yeah. colours. So, uh, like... The, and I was like, oh, man, I'd really... I'd actually prefer the I fucking wa- I wanted one. the fucking special edition Splatoon controllers, but they are so fucking expensive. Yeah. The ones that's, like, um, purple and green. Yeah. Because I've got the Pro Controller, which is the literally the Splatoon 2 special edition Pro Controller. Fucking amazing. Yeah, no, I, 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 I wanted the... Uh, just the black ones. The, just the pure I've, black I've got, ones. I've got black joy ones. That, that's what I wanted. And, yeah. then, and then I went... Oh, well, oh well, was the one you were looking at, the ones with the blue and yeah. red ones? Yeah. No, I hate those. Yeah, no, I don't like those yeah. either. So I was like, ah, oh, fuck it, I'll wait. But the main reason I wanted to get it was Octopath Traveler. Yes. Yeah, which has now been announced on Steam, so yeah. I don't need to fucking yeah, get exactly. it. Yeah, exactly. I was going to say, if you wanted to play Octopath Traveler and you bought a Switch, I would fucking lend it to you because I've got it. Yeah. But I was just like, oh, well, but no, um, the main reason I want to fucking buy it is because I want to play Octopath but yeah. then I'm like but that's coming out on Steam now so I can just play on that another game that you should really try out if you get a Switch is um, Xenoblade Chronicles 2 well Xenoblade Xenoblade Chronicles yes. it was fucking rad yeah so. Xenoblade Chronicles 2 is just more yeah Xenoblade nice except they've like added a new system to it which is um which lets you change your weapons up and stuff Really okay, well that's that. That's a but good you can just choose your weapon type. You just pick up a blade with it, and then your Gucci. Like I played most of the game hand to hand because the hand to hand weapons are fucking awesome. Yeah, yeah, I love them. But yeah, if you've played Xenoblade Chronicles on either the Wii or the 3DS, it's pretty much just the same game, except without Shulk, which is all right. <laughs> so yeah, no Minado. You can live with that. Yeah, he's not really feeling it anymore. No. <laughs> So yep. next song. Uh, <laughs> well, yep. Oh, see, so this is so. Um, is this before the break? Yes. This this was the last one of the first set. And then you went and got yourself some booze. Like, yeah. Then um. Then it was a uh, like a. I think it was like a half hour break. I went down, got a cider, down that shit like a boss. Went outside, had a vape. Uh, and then yeah, fucked off back upstairs. This place was fucking packed, by the way. Yeah, it was uh, my my um social media was basically just blowing up of people I knew but also any groups and stuff I'm in of people that were there and I was like because like, obviously I was trying to go we'd, we'd spoke about it and I couldn't I couldn't get hold of a ticket unless I wanted to pay through the teeth yeah because I think the only stuff that was left was like the proper like boxes yeah. the ones that were really fucking expensive yeah and, I, and, and it's like I could chance fucking scalping it on the day but if I don't or if I buy a ticket then on the day, I'm probably spending about fucking 80 quid on the day for a ticket. Yeah, it was, like, it was almost full to capacity. And the capacity is five and a half thousand people. Yeah. Next time. 
Yeah, it'll probably be either 2021 or 2020. Yeah. Depending 2022, on... 2022, sorry. Yeah. Unless they bring it forward because of big titles coming out. Like the Final Fantasy VII remake. Like the Final Fantasy They might do. Yeah, but... I um, possibly. Or I might keep an eye on the Black Mages. Oh, good luck with that. They played a few times, but sometimes yeah. what 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 used to happen is they'd normally play a couple of European dates mm. in the year where Distant Worlds wasn't on. Yeah, but they've not played for quite a while by the looks of it. So. Yeah, if um if if a Black Majors concert did pop up, I'd fucking go to that. I don't yeah. care where it is. Yeah. Well, for us, it's easy, you know. Well, no, it's not easy. Getting off this island is fucking expensive. But, Unless you go with Fly B, apparently. Yeah. But, <laughs> for example, say it's fucking in France. We easy. Can, we can get a boat. Well, fucking well, easy. Just so, get a boat down St. Malo, train it. Yeah, they, that's what I mean. It's not, it's not fucking too difficult for that. Or even if it's in somewhere like Germany, we just go to Fly. Yeah, I've, France, I've been to Germany before. It's, it's not massively expensive. Germany's pretty fucking cool as well. Oh, yeah, I love that place. So, it's good. D- d- Lots of sex shops. Lots of sex shops, lots of like gothic stuff. Yeah. Um, just a really cool fucking place. I imagine it'll be even cooler, especially Berlin. Um, yeah, I've been to Berlin, unfortunately. Berlin's really cool, but once Europe legalizes weed, and that kind of li- little like slightly liberal attitude well, takes over, if, a little hopefully bit. if they legalize it over there, it will <laughs> spread to the UK. And if it spreads to the UK, I, it will spread I, to I here. would dare say the UK do it first. Yeah, if if the UK, well, as soon as well because we might even do it first here. The, the government over here have said they won't do it unless the UK does, and if the UK does, done. Yeah, they should you, preemptive like, it. You, they could, oh, they could make so much weed over there. They could just there's so many greenhouses, dude. It's so many green. The, the to to explain to people, we we live in Guernsey. It used to be a farming island. It used to be a farming island. Tomatoes yeah. was the main export. Guernsey tomatoes um, <clears throat> The island is basically full. Oh, and then when yeah, I say full, of fucking empty greenhouses that used to grow tomatoes yeah. and that haven't grown tomatoes for 20 years. You know? There's a lot of fields that can be converted into greenhouses. The fucking well. weather here is, in my opinion, fantastic. Well, pr- well we're closer to the equator than London. So. Yeah, like, it's like... France. The weather here is more like France than it is the UK. Well, yes, because like, we're close to France. This this year, how much rain has there been? We're five months into the year, yeah. and it's been nice for, for yeah. the whole fucking year. I was so, going to say, the whole April showers thing doesn't really happen over it. No, and it's like, you know, today, we are sat in the studio, we've not had to put any fucking lights on. It's that bright and sunny outside yeah. that, that we just look out the window, and it's just pure it's fuck, blue it's sky. It's fucking boiling outside as well. Yeah, it's been about 20 degrees for about three weeks. Yeah. You know, it, it's 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 nice. It's really nice here. Um, nicer a, than nicer yeah. than the UK. As opposed to fucking London, when I was walking a mile and a half from fucking Fulham Broadway to Chelsea to go watch fucking Detective Pikachu, it rained the entire fucking time. This is why you just jump on the Uber. Yeah, I know, but we were all skin. Yeah, but have you seen how cheap an Uber is? No, I've never no. used one. That would have cost you about six quid. For four people. Yes, because you, you you don't matter how many people there is. Because you just book the Uber and you get in it. And then you split it. You can split it on the app or they can just give you the money. Yeah. It's fucking... Uber is super cheap. Because yeah. well, obviously in Guernsey, Uber doesn't exist. Say, so we don't we, get to use it. We were considering getting the tube and then we were like... Eh. We could just walk it. But then it fucking just... It just hammered down. Where were you, were you staying in the Chelsea area? No, we were staying, we were staying in Fulham. Broadway. Yeah. Was, uh, was, was Detective Pikachu, Pikachu good? Yes. 
Yes, because yeah. I want to see that. I'm it was like it's it, it. People are like, oh yeah, it's a kids' film. It puts in so much adult humor. It's hilarious. In the way that like the old Pixar movies used to with Toy Story and stuff. Yeah, I mean, like you got fucking Pikachu telling that fucking people have been sticking fingers in him. <laughs> <laughs> it's like all right, <laughs> that's a bit on the nose, but it's it's fuck, it's Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. No, no, it look the trailer looks good. It is. Yeah, actually, for a kids' film, the trailer looks pretty dark. Hmm. Because they've got kind of a noir film feel to the trailer, and yeah, it, it looks it it does look good. I might try and see it Monday because yeah, um, it, it it's fun. I enjoyed it a lot. I'm in England on Monday. I've got family stuff to to do. I wanted to go watch it in the fucking IMAX, but it was not. No, but after that, I basically got the rest of Monday to myself. But it's a bank holiday. So. Well, yeah, what I recommend is you go to um the Cineworld in Chelsea. Yeah, I'm not <laughs> gonna go there. I'm not gonna go there. There's a cine world like about twenty minutes. There's away a cine world fucking everywhere. everywhere. Yeah. The only reason we had to walk it, well, because we were tempted to go to the um the Vu, the Vu, the um, I think. Vu. Vu. Yeah. V U E. Yeah. Vu. In um in um the shopping centre in Fulham Broadway, but then it turns out that it's the only fucking like one of the two uh, cinemas in London that don't accept a cinema a cinema world on a card. Yeah. Which is what my mate Gareth's got. So it's like, we could go to the one in Chelsea. And we were like, yeah, fuck it. No, you should, should have just jumped in the fucking Uber. Yeah. No, I mean, fucking hindsight's funny. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's, we're, we're just not used to it from here. We're not used to Uber. Well, this is it. I mean, well, I mean, you lived in, well, but you, you lived what, in London before Uber. Yeah. No, it, it, the own, my only experience of Uber really is when I went to LA. Because mm. I don't drive. So in America, public transport is shit. Especially in Los Angeles. So I'm like, well, Uber is apparently cheap. Did when we got there, we're like, oh, okay, we need to plan our journeys because we're gonna spend money on taxis, this and the other. Yeah. When we actually looked at how much Uber was, we're talking forty-five minute rides for twenty dollars. Wow. And if, you did, like, if you did that in a fucking black cab in London, you'd be fucking flush. You'd be about yeah, you'd be like a good good hundred yeah. pound down at that point. Yeah. And it was like, oh shit. And then we did Ubers the entire time we were there. Everywhere we went, we got an Uber. And we didn't get on any other public transport at all. We, we just didn't bother with it. So then the last time I was in England, we were like, okay, we need to go to the train station mm. to, to, you know, we're going up to central London to just go and have a look around or whatever. Yeah. Well, the bus is in 15 minutes. But the bus costs like £2.50 each mm. to get on the fucking bus because that's how much it costs in London to get a bus. Yeah. So we're like, that's a fiver. I wonder how much an Uber is to the train station. Four quid. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's like, okay, so so the 15-minute bus journey we got to get is now going to be a six-minute Uber ride for four quid. Yeah. So you, you just jump in it. Because what they, they don't, they don't, they don't charge you by the time, they charge you by the distance. Yeah. So say the distance is like 10 miles, but it's like a straight line, there's yeah. no traffic. Doesn't matter. It could be Doesn't fucking matter. chocker. It could be chocker, and they're still yeah. going to charge you the same. And you don't. Um, they can't change the, the price. Mm. They tell you the price before you get in. You accept the price. You do not pay until you've got out of the car. And even at that point, you've still got a chance to rate your driver if he's a cunt, if he's swept. Like there's all that stuff going on in it. You can't do that with a taxi service. The taxi driver's a prick. What? Yeah. Then, what do well, you do? I mean, Uber's the future of taxis anyway. Yeah. Well, for sure, especially when self driving kicks off as well. If you, if rate you, your driver. Didn't fucking have one, mate. Yeah. Rate your driver. Android 27. <laughs> it, was, it was a fucking AI. 
You can't fucking suck my balls. Speaking about fucking public transport, the fucking tube, yeah. So, my mate Richard, being the prick he is, he was like, oh yeah, fucking meet us at King's Cross. And I was like, alright, yeah, no problem. So I got on fucking tube at um, Heathrow. I went all the way to fucking St. Pancras, yeah. (laughs) Sent him a message and I was like, where are you? And he was like, what the fuck are you doing at King's Cross? I was like, you told me to meet you here. He was like, we're a fucking full on Broadway. I was like, fucking cunts. So I got back on the tube, back the way I fucking came to Earl's Court, and then got on to fucking Fulham Broadway. Where did you stay? Uh, fucking Travelodge, Fulham Broadway. Fulham Broadway. Yeah. Yeah, so you're more north, north London staying. Yeah, because fucking, um, I guess some words at Albert Hall, South Kensington. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was a bit of a balling. Anyway. So then the next song that came on, you jizzed your pants. Yeah. So Dancing Lad, yeah, that was fucking lit. We don't need to go into that more, because we've, I've, I've, Blowed my load about it already. So, let me let me just... I, I, what I will do is clarify something. Yeah. My comments earlier may have been a bit disparaging about Dancing Mad. Yeah. I don't think it's a bad fucking song. I, I think it's yeah. a fucking awesome oh, song. Oh, yeah. It, it's fucking, like, it's exceptional. But if someone's asking me to critique it... Yeah. I'm going to say that first fucking two minutes is basically the theme from Sex. Yeah. yeah like, that's not... That's not disputable. However, it is probably, I'd say, the second most... No, no, no. There's because a lot of I would say... The, no, I'm talking about iconic. Oh, iconic. Right, so... It's up there. <clears throat> Dancing Man and One Winged Angel are probably the most iconic songs the in Final theme. Fantasy. However, n- probably not as iconic as the fanfare. Yeah, the fanfare and the crystal theme. And the li- cri- the yeah. crystal theme is literally the theme of Final Fantasy. Yeah, and, and the same for... Um, the Chocobo theme. Yeah. Like, they, they, they're kind of iconic in a... They, I put those, yeah. The, the fanfare, the crystal theme, the Chocobo theme. I mean, but they are ones that are in all, all of the game. Apart basically. from one and two. Yeah. Past Final Fantasy 3, the Chocobo theme is expected. Yeah. But even, like, the fanfare is, is in every game bar 13, 13. And the crystal theme, in some version, appears... Maybe... It's 70% of the time? Yeah. The, well, so, I mean, the crystal theme is like, it was It was a staple for the older ones. It was literally the theme of the entire series. Yeah. Um, when did they stop using that? Um, Eight? No, it wasn't a seven either. You sure? The, the, the main theme for seven was different to the crystal theme. For some reason I think it's... Oh, no, you're right, because it's the... That's yeah. the seven theme, yeah. So, six... Is it even in six? I don't think it was in six. I think the last time was five. Yeah. Well, I mean, the last... Well, it wasn't the last time it was in, but they stopped using it kind of after five. Yeah. Because it was the it was the intro theme on the title screen to five. I should know this. Five is my favourite. So, the crystal theme is probably less iconic than the Chocobo theme. The Chocobo theme's been in more. I, I, yeah. I mean, that being said, though, they remix it every, every game. Because obviously in five, they got the fucking bit when it's like... Whoa. <laughs> yeah my, my favourite still is um, Final Fantasy 9 Chicago theme is, is my favourite and then not the one in 7 7 was um, but the miserable the miserable one when you lose the the race in 7 version the, when it just gets really sad yeah, like, I, I really like that one yeah okay, um, 7 was electric chocolate wasn't it yeah yeah 
Yeah. Speaking of Final Fantasy music, before we move on, we're yeah. going to move on to Seven. Yeah, the, the, the block of Seven. One of my favourite themes in Seven that probably never ever gets played. People think I'm mad for it, for liking this. I really, really like the Costa del Sol theme. Oh yeah, I thought you were going to, thought, <laughs> you were going to say it was like Golden Saucer theme. I was like, fuck off. <laughs> no, I just I say that to people as a troll. This is the best song. Like, best song in Final Seven, Costa del Sol, mate. But but the 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 Gold Saucer theme gets stuck in my head for no reason. Like I'll just wake up, I'll go and have a shower, I'll get out of the shower, and it's in my fucking head. Yeah. I'm like, why? Why? <laughs> Actually, we memed um, like Ricky, who did Sateki Dene um, thingy. We were like, I can't remember what we were talking about, but when we were walking back to the hotel, we started talking about the fact that Ricky was beatboxing the fucking um, uh, Cosmo Canyon drums. <laughs> and fucking that image just made me cry. Yeah, see, that's a fucking tune as well. Oh, yeah. The fucking the drums and I was like, mm. But I think the um, the Proud Warrior version or the, the Great Warrior version, mm. the, the, the one when... The one that plays when you see Sato. Yeah, that's yeah. better. Yeah, that's a fucking heartbreaking. Well, scene. yeah, I know that's 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 a grim scene. It's like oh, when you figure out it's like everything you know about your dad is a lie, and he's a fucking hero and shit. Yeah, and he died but, protecting yeah. you, essentially. Like the only reason you're alive is because of him. Your mum got you the fuck out of there. It was like yeah, and your and dad he's... fought there until he died. Yeah, it's like yeah, and then he cries randomly. Yeah, but sorry, son, his son's alive. It's like look, if he's right. petrified, throw that a doesn't soft, happen. Throw a soft on him. Yeah. Well, that being said, though, they pull that shit in um in nine as well. It's like, why don't they just use a soft on blank? It's like, soft's not enough, mate. You need the super soft. Yeah. <laughs> super soft. Is that one like you go which, and stick it in and then you which, see? Which it. is ironically how I felt when playing Final Fantasy. You you you, um, you tried to stick it in and then you see that it's a trap and you just super soft. By that point, you just fold it over. Yeah, they don't want your fucking balls slapping each other. Like, oh, yeah, did your dick like get cut in half now? He's like, no, nah, I just can't get a lob on. Yeah, I can't, I just can't. <laughs> your balls are in the way, mate. I'm sorry. That's why you use the duct tape. No, no, because, yeah, but they, it's sweaty. Like, it's like, this is what's <laughs> happened. They just start slapping against yours, and you're like, this is like one of them desk toys. <laughs> <laughs> Newton's cradle. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that got gay. Um, Super soft. All right, so set two. Set two. So I went for a drink after this because I was like, yep, I'm going to go pay fucking Royal Albert prices. That being said, though, I didn't. My mate Cree bought me a drink like a boss. I bet it wasn't. You're in central London, basically. So. Yeah, but it's Royal Albert Hall. The, pro- the drinks are extortionate. <sighs> you, you say that, but I bet if you went to a fucking bar that wasn't a Weatherspoons. I went to Weatherspoons. No, Weatherspoons oh, is not yeah. too bad, but I'm saying if you went anywhere that wasn't a Weatherspoons, you probably wouldn't have paid that much more in the Royal Albert Hall. I mean, when I went to Weatherspoons, I got a fucking big-ass chicken burger, rings, fries, and chips. Of course you did. And, um, like, a fucking pint of Strongbow for, like, eight quid. I was like, yeah. Well, they used to do the fucking curry doing that. And it was it was, it was was something else. It was literally, like, tight, dude. It was like, 6 and you got a fucking a curry. So, whatever curry you want. Yeah. With, with um, Papa Dom's, naan bread... Dips, rice, and a drink of your choice. Yeah. For six ninety nine. Fucking bargain. And it's like, I used to go there. You don't get fucking good eating like that in Guernsey, mate. No, you won't even get fucking food for six ninety nine. This is it. Not unless you want like a fucking sandwich or something. Yeah, you go to Urban Kitchen, you get a sandwich for like eight quid. Yeah. Oh, wait, you can a, fi- a fish finger sandwich for yeah, eight quid. Because Urban Kitchen closed because they're shit. Um, <laughs> moving on. <laughs> Moving on, so now we get into... The seven block. 
Do you want to explain why Seven was so prevalent before yeah, you? Yeah, they were. They did an entire half of the show, of Final Fantasy Seven, to celebrate the release of a trailer. Yeah. And I was like, it's a bit extreme. However, I bite because I mean, I'll, I'm I'm a music connoisseur. Was Seven your first? Yes. Nine was my second. So the thing, the thing with it is, even if Seven isn't your favourite, if it's your first, you always remember your first. Exactly. Like, this is it. And it will always have, like, and especially people in the West, um, especially people in Europe. Yeah. Outside of Mystic Quest, or fucking one of the ones that came out on the Game Boy. Yeah, uh, like Mystic Quest um, 4 and 6. Came out in America under different monikers, but the first Final Fantasy that Europe got was Seven. Yeah, well, no, they had one of the Legends or something on the Game Boy. Oh yeah, but that's that's yeah, no one. That's something completely different. No one knows about that shit. See, was Seven so for a lot of for 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 basically the entirety of Europe, unless you were a nerd like me who played fucking Ultima or something, you'd never played an RPG. They just weren't fucking available. It was it was the first. It, it, Unless you were a PC gamer, we're talking a PC no, gamer in the early not. fucking nineties. Way too expensive. There weren't a lot of people. I had a PC then, right? So my first, my first, I did, before I had a console. I didn't get my first I'm, PC until I was like ten. I wasn't allowed a console because, basically, when I used to go at my cousin's house, they had a Mega Drive, oh, and yeah. uh, I'd go there for the day. Like your parents, are like we're going there, right? It's it's it's, it's ten o'clock. We're gonna drive to your cousin's house. We're gonna play with your cousins all day, right? Yeah. So they've we can got, go get drunk. They're like, yeah, pretty much. That's all they were doing, getting pissed on me. Like, yeah, it's, they've got a bouncy castle. They've rented a bouncy castle for all the kids to play. Right? So you get there. All the neighbourhood kids would come around. This is this this is what London used to be like. You yeah. know, there's all sorts of walk like Indian kids, Chinese kids, black kids, white kids. Everyone's just fucking big barbecue and that. What was I doing? Man, In my right. cousin's fucking bedroom, playing Sonic the fucking Hedgehog. Fuck yeah, man. Yeah, that's where to be. All them, all day. I'm talking like from fucking... Half past ten when we got there. Dude. So five o'clock when we left. I was sitting there playing. So my parents were like, "He ain't having one of them." You're, you're on a fucking Mega Drive, not playing Fantasy Star Four, doing it wrong. Well, but I, I didn't have that. They just had their games. Yeah, I was gonna say Fantasy Star Four was fucking expensive. So if I was playing on my own, it was normally Sonic because they only had about three games. Mm. It's like fucking Sonic, Columns, and Street Fighter. Oh well, yeah, see the reason like fucking like it was really expensive, but really expensive. Oh, like sixty quid, seventy quid, yeah. Mm. So like, if we were playing together, we play Street Fighter. If yeah. we're playing on our own, what we used to do is levels and lives. If you die, you pass the controller. If you finish a level, you pass the controller. Yeah. So that's that's how we that's how we play it, and um, we we do that in Sonic and uh, a few other games. I think we had like fucking some other stuff at that point, but I wasn't allowed. I just genuinely wasn't allowed the fucking console. Yeah. I mean, at least you weren't nicking your fucking cousin's games like I was. Well, yeah, but we, we, we had that story before and I and yeah. my cousin stole stuff from mine. But then, my dad got me a Game Gear. So we go, I'm going back like fucking probably like 92, Ooh, 93. Yeah, he wouldn't let me get a Game Boy. How but many then, batteries did you go through? N- no, I had a plug. <laughs> oh. Mine came with the plug. Oh, nice. And like, the first one I clocked on, because I used to borrow my cousin's Game Boy all the time. Oh yeah, I, I got a Game Boy. Well, they never used to play their Game Boy. Fucking Pokemon, mate. They used to just play their fucking Mega. They never used to play their Game Boy, so I used to borrow it off them and that. And I remember playing Jurassic Park, the game. Like, all oh, these ran, oh yeah, on the Game Boy. All yeah. this like random shit. And um, I remember just thinking like, the worst thing about the Game Boy is I can't play it in the dark. Well, yeah, so, back weight, yeah. So when my my dad was like, oh, "I'll get you this." Oh, the light upgrade. Yeah. He got me a fucking no, no. He got me a Game Gear. Oh, 
Oh, the Game Gear, yeah. So, full I, back yeah, so I had a Game Gear with Sonic and all these other things. I, mean, I had some really good games on it. And that, that was my first console. But before that, I had a PC. And I was playing like Magic Carpet, Little Big, Adve- Little Big Adventure, yeah, uh, Indiana Jones and the Fate of Atlantis, Gabriel Knight, uh, Day of the Tentacle. Like, that's Mate. the sort of games I was I playing. I wish I played Day of the Tentacle when I was younger. It's fucking you awesome. see, cause my cousin had a PC, but I didn't. So around yeah, we also, he also had a PS2 before I got one as well. And one game I probably shouldn't have been playing back then was Doom 2. I used to smash the shit out of that game. Yes, yeah, but, but then, you know, my family, back then, I, I used to watch Conan and Terminator and shit. Like, the, no one was yeah, saying, yeah, this Doom, is bad for Doom's me. not got fucking, like, it's not that bad. No, but even the stuff I'm watching, like, Conan and Terminator, there's no, like, fucking... It's just fighting and stuff. Do you know what I mean? A little bit of sex. It's not. Yeah. It's not even Doom. It's just violent. It's not. It's not that bad. Well, to be fair, most of the people's problem with Doom is like the anti-Christian messaging and stuff. Well, good. Well, in fact, it's not anti-Christian messaging. In that, fact, that might have shaped me. Well, actually, it, it says that demons won. That they, you weren't so, faithful enough. The thing is, is um, the thing with Doom is like if you're going by the laws of like the Vatican, technically, the Doom Marine from Doom. Is actually eligible to be the Pope. Eligible at that point, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he he fights he, he, demons. He's literally a paragon of Christianity. Yeah, and and if you go by the Doom law and logic, we're going somewhere with this. If you if you want to hear about Final Fantasy VII music, we are going somewhere with this. Yeah. It proves that the Christians were right because mm. these demons are literally. Christian demons they're not well yeah they're from hell yeah they're from the Christian Judaic version of hell is where they're from so technically if it proves hell exists by proxy it's proving heaven exists yeah so therefore God the Christian God must be corrected by the standards of doom yeah so they can't wins that much but they probably would it's showing demons in it yeah but they're not good are they yeah but the demons you're not you're not playing as a demon the demons are being like removed yeah so Move on a little bit from that, yeah. Because we're talking about like first introductions and stuff. But for me, I wasn't. I just wasn't that one. And then my uncle had a fucking Mega Drive. He's ten years older than me. So I'm, when I'm like fucking seven years old, he's seventeen. Yeah. You know, not a big age gap when you think about it. But he never used to play it. Yeah. He, so I'd go with my. He used to live with my nan. This is his mum, obviously. Yeah. So when I used to go and visit my fucking gran. And I'd go around to her house. I just the same thing as going to my cousins. Oh, can I play Mega Drive? Go on then. But he had better games. Like he had more adult games, and he had Ultima, and that's where I started getting into it. Yeah. And then I remember just being around there one day, and he was like, "You can have it if you want." I was like, "What fucking legend?" I was like, "Have what?" And he went, "I don't play it." Yeah. By this time, he's probably about fucking nineteen, and and we're we're not talking about now where people play games like. Back then, you probably would grow out of it. I'm going boozing. I'm like, that's what you wanted to do. Yeah. I'm not, I'm playing football and going boozing. I'm not fucking playing video games indoors. He's like, you can have it if you want. I was like, you sure? So I took it home and my dad was like, where the fuck did this come from? I was like, my Uncle Mark, he gave it to me. And he, my dad thought I'd stolen it. He was like, no, he fucking didn't. Because that's about 200 quid's worth of gear he's just given you. Oh, yeah, that's fucking like, <laughs> like, yeah. Maybe even more than that. I'm like, you know, and, and he was like, no, that, that. And then he phoned him up. He's like, no, I said he could have it. I said he could have it. Yeah. And, that was, and then, that, yeah, I played Ultima more because I was playing it when you go to your fucking nan's house and you're not there for three weeks. Like, you can't really play an RPG like yeah. that. Well, RPGs, are like, they, they need time. Yeah. So then I played Ultima, maybe Ultima, I was thinking Ultima 3. Yeah. 
possibly. My, I, my remember, I, don't, I can't remember which one it was. Like, when I was, like, of age, like, let's say four, <laughs> um, my mum had a SNES and a NES, and she was like, you play. When I was, I got my, my first console, and it was bought for me when I was five. That was my PS1. <laughs> yeah, so then, at that point in time, I had, uh, that was, like, literally the only exposure to an RPG I played was that, and it, I'm not saying it's not very good, it's fucking, if you look back at that game now, I think it was Ultima 3. Yeah. I think, or maybe 4. I've never really played Ultima. It might be, I don't remember which one it was. It is, it, I'm, try, I'm trying to fucking remember which one, and then like, I know, Isn't that shit like the fucking Black Age Camelot's basically? It's, it's basically shit. Like, okay. I'm not, no, it, like... No, I mean, it's of its time. Yeah, it's, it's very much of its time, and, um, and there was another fucking RPG I was playing at the time, Fantasy Star. Oh. And that might be an even Fantasy oh. Star 3 or 4 on the Mega Drive as well. Oh. So he had that. So I was playing these, but I wasn't really into them. Fucking I, Fantasy Star 4, mate. They were just games oh. I had, and I'd put them on for a bit, and then yeah. stop, you know? Yeah. Because that's how I played games. Yeah. So then... One does not stop playing Fantasy Star 4. Keep going. Yeah. So then, I, and then the PlayStation came out. Mm. And my mum got me the PlayStation... And it was a fucking huge revolution for me, and we've done it before. Fucking we will, polygons, mate. We will have a ninety. We will. We will do a nineties episode coming up, yeah. right? But just like the explosion of culture for me in the nineties, with the PlayStation, yeah. with the music, you know, Nirvana had already happened at this yeah. point as well. So that was already in my life. But you had like Sneaker Pimps and The Verve and Oasis and Corn and Alice in Chains and fucking like all this shit. Fuck it. Just in in your face at that time, the Metallica '90s sound that was about the, the the you know things like Slayer and stuff that were yeah, just boy. yeah. Do you know what I mean? And I know they were around in the '80s, but the, I'm talking about when I discovered it in the '90s. But also in the '90s, you had the Jerry Springer, and you in wrestling you had the Attitude Era with Val Venus getting his knob cut off and like mm-hmm. just craziness. Stone Cold Steve Austin drinking beers, The Undertaker crucifying people on fucking symbols. Yeah. Right, the fucking '90s was mad. The '90s was lit, dude. I mean, and, I was only around for nine years of it. And but. as much as nostalgia is involved in in things... There was a lot of good shit in the 90s. Something like Final... Like, people people really, really fail in today's day and age to see how iconic something like Final Fantasy VII was. Yeah. It was fucking revolutionary. Yeah. Like, massive. It, it, it was opening, like, the eyes of audiences in the West to, like, full-on JRPGs. Yeah. In a free zone. In a way that never been done before. Yeah. And like the advertising campaign behind it was huge. They pumped money in. They, this happened a little bit like what the remake's going to be. It has to be a hit. Yeah. The Seven I had mean, to be a to hit. To think that Final Fantasy Seven remake isn't going to be a hit is kind of a misnomer. Oh, well, I think everyone who bought Seven is going to buy it. Every, so yeah, and even the people that didn't buy Seven are probably going to buy it. Yeah, if you look at the sales for Fifteen, right, it's not the best Final Fantasy game. No. It's probably in the in the bottom five. It, it's very low. Right. It's not amazing. But it kind of has a rabid fan base, especially at it conventions. It really good. Conventions and cosplayers and people like that love I mean, 15. We're going to get to talk about that a lot because um, Christopher K is at Comic-Con right he now. He is at Comic-Con. So and I've we'll, got a billion we'll, missed messages about cosplay that I haven't read yet. Yeah, so we'll, we'll, have, we'll have, not next week, because next week we won't have an episode, but the week after we'll have an episode yeah. and we'll be able to do Comic-Con and anything new, I'm sure, yeah. shit by that time. We may even have, when's E3? E3 is very soon. Yeah. I think it's next month. It's next month. Is it the beginning of the month or the end of the month? Oh, one sec, I'll look it up. Yeah. So we, we could quite possibly have E3 so soon on the horizon that we've not even been paying attention to it. But I think for the first time in many years, I'm not going to be losing sleep over E3 announcements. 
Whereas for a long time, I would stay up to watch on YouTube E3 events. E3 is in like 20 days. 20 days. So yeah. we, we're going to have plenty of shit. We're, we're going to have multiple episodes worth of that. Yeah. So we got a lot. We got a lot of stuff coming out with that. So what what I'm getting at is that the reason why I told this long winded story story about me with consoles is that if you go back to the like I'm 35 next week like if you go back to that time period of my age my story isn't very unique. That was a lot of kids. I did swap swapping consoles was a big thing. I used to lend my Mega Drive to my mate for his SNES. I wouldn't like, for a week. I wouldn't let anyone you know? touch my consoles. But then that's a little bit later on, yeah. right? But back then it was like, oh, do you, can I borrow your Mega Drive and your games for a week and I'll lend you my SNES for a week? That's worth. Yeah. Especially if he's lending you Chrono Trigger. Well, he wasn't. Well, that's unfortunate. Know, right? But he was lending me, like, um, the Mario games because I had no fucking exposure to them outside of the Game Boy. Yeah. So it was sort of like, oh, okay, so I'm I mean, getting... Mario 3. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I mean. So I'm getting Mario, Super Mario Bros. 2 and 3. Like, you know, all three of them. Off him, I'm getting. I oh know the first one's a NES, isn't it? Uh, Bros. One and two and three were on NES, and then they remastered three for the SNES. Oh, because I had this one. And then World came out. Yeah, because he had World, which you can play as other people. World is good. Because I I, rem- I definitely remember you could choose different mm. characters to play as. He probably then you Super Mario All Stars, uh, which got one, two, three, and World on it. Yeah, that's probably what I'm thinking of. Yeah. Yeah, I had that as well. So when when I just, that's. <laughs> Everything, everything up until the PlayStation coming out in Europe. Yeah. Can't say the same for America because they had Final Fantasy 1, 2 and 6. Yeah, lucky for Samurai. Yeah. <laughs> but then, you know, it was a big jump between 2 and 6. 2 was such a failure. Oh, did, they f- have, did they have 2? I thought they had 1, 4 and 6. I thought they had 1, 2 and 6. Did they have 2? They, yeah, I think they definitely, I, I could be wrong. Because they called 4, three, uh, four 2 and six. 5... Six three. Six three, yeah. yeah. Maybe maybe they did call four two. All I know is that basically two, maybe in Japan, maybe that's where it was a failure. Two was such a failure mm. in terms of what they did with it that well, they yeah, didn't they, port they, it that they that they did that it took until Well to be fair, they brought out fucking um Mr. Quest, which was basically a basic bitch versus no Final Fantasy for America. Yeah. Because they thought, Oh yeah, America Americans can't comprehend the complexity of an RPG. So we'll give them this fucking basic bitch RPG. Yeah, which has kind of changed now. I mean, the Japanese still tone down things for the West. Well, for America. With Mr. Quest, it's like... The party is of you, I guess. You keep on getting new guests throughout the story, and the guests are always stronger than the main character, and it kind of undermines the value of your main character. Yeah, and they're almost unbeatable. They're basically basically playing it with training wheels. Speaking about music from Final Fantasy, the final boss music from Final Fantasy Mystic Quest is fucking banging. Yeah. Fucking, yeah. But yeah, so, the reason I'm telling this story, the reason we're talking about this stuff, it's very, very, before we go on to the music from Seven and why it's so important. Yeah. I'm just doing the groundwork. Yeah, like yeah. People, people, people do not understand in this day and age, especially people under the age of like 25. Yeah. Just how big of a shift the PlayStation One was. Yes, it was. Like, it, it, it changed everything. Me, like that blew. It, it was a jump from two D to three D, and that fucking changed everything. And other things that kind of tried it, the Jaguar, the Atari Jaguar, which was a, which was a fucking failure. flop because they wanted like eight hundred quid for it. You had the CDI. I had the CDI, did, which ruined Zelda for I people. I literally had the CDI. I never, I never, I didn't have the Zeldas. 
But I had Hotel Mario. Hotel Mario. <laughs> that was the thing. Oh, that I know. I'm, I'm thinking of like there was a hotel game, but I'm feeling it was Home Alone game. There was like some mad hotel shit. I didn't have a CDI, but there, there, I remember there was being being some sort of hotel game and other things as well. Yeah. So like, the, it's not out of the question for those things to exist. Well, no. Yes, yeah, so all these different games and stuff existed, and they were around, and there were options for. 3D or disc based games yeah. but nothing nothing hit the way and even since then nothing has hit the way the original PlayStation did in a cultural phenomenon no game console has come out since the PlayStation 1 that has been that has had that much of a shift in the, the console gaming environment like the PlayStation the, 2 threw it pretty far up it, it did but, but it was just a continuation of the same yeah. legacy it wasn't it wasn't it wasn't like a holy shit with like we have just changed the gaming industry. Maybe you could say a little bit about the Wii, possibly, in terms of making a shift, because when the Wii came out with its control system, everyone tried to do one, and they all failed. But then ultimately, the Wii failed yeah. as well. You know, Sony had the little magic ball-on-a-stick thing that they had. The PlayStation Move. And yeah. X, Microsoft introduced the Kinect, which didn't work. No. And they tried it with the Xbox One, and it still didn't work very well. So nothing really hit off the way the PlayStation One did in terms of just coming into the market and just changing things. Yeah. Things probably sold more. I'd imagine the PS Four sold more units than the PS One by now. Yeah. Well, yeah, but that's because there's more people playing games nowadays. Yeah. The the best selling console of all time is still the PS Two. Yeah. Because. Fucking that thing was like that. People were buying it fucking um, scalper prices because every outlet on the planet sold all of them. Sold out of them. Yeah, yeah. I got. I, I remember my PS2 turning up, and I was just like, I'm fucking ecstatic that I have this fucking thing. It yeah. was like, and and then playing it, and just I think the first game I had in it was I got I got PS2 and Tekken Tag. Yeah, that's was one of the release titles. And I remember just playing Tekken Tag thinking, holy shit, this looks superb. Yeah. Like, this plays superb. I yeah. can't, like, how the fuck have they done this with a console, you know, at that point? And obviously PCs, they were around, but again, we're talking, what, 2000, 99, 2000, 2001-ish time yeah. in the PS2. So in terms of PC gaming, it it took maybe another four years to piece, for that PC Master Race type thing to really kick off. Yeah. You know, it didn't that didn't kick off until maybe 2003, 2004, where that really became a big thing. Yeah. Um, when did Morrowind come out? Just after that is when that really took off. And the birth of War, World of Warcraft is when that... Those are the things that really made it, the PC take off. Um, in terms of game, especially Warcraft, I think Warcraft made a fucking huge change. And and again, things like Syndicate and stuff—they existed before. We're not saying that PC games didn't exist; they've always fucking existed. Um, but that market share that they, they used to have, which they don't have anymore, but there was a there was a point where PC gaming was the pinnacle of playing games. Yeah, not so much anymore. Now, consoles have kind of caught up a little bit. Oh, yeah. And the next set of consoles, not saying they're going to be hard to beat. Because PCs will have the ability because you can upgrade them to beat it. But yeah. we got to a point now where like you're almost at a plateau. Like they how much better can you get? Yeah. Like that's kind of where we're at. 
I suppose that well that remains to be seen really. That's yeah. the thing with technology is like it advances, you don't know where it's gonna go. Yeah. Yeah, Morrowind was um, May first, two thousand two. Yeah, so it was, uh, probably about a year after Morrowind came out. So about yes, yeah, so it was about right two thousand three, two thousand four. Yeah, PC gaming became fucking huge in yeah. that time period, and and that would have been about the round about the time that I got a PC. Yeah, yeah, because because I remember Morrowind was the game that people were like, "You need to play this fucking game." Like everyone wanted to play Morrowind. It was a big deal, and no one could. And then the Xbox brought it out maybe a year after it came out, their version of it, which you couldn't mod, so yeah. kind of defeated the point. I remember, I was running Windows fucking XP, like playing Neopets and shit on AOL. AOL, yeah. <laughs> so, just going, just going, all this was, is just setting up how big of a deal the PlayStation was. Yes. How big of a deal Final Fantasy VII was, how big of a deal Resident Evil 1 was, how big of a deal Silent Hill was, how big a deal Metal Gear was. Like, oh, yeah. these franchises were fucking huge. They were, they were the kick in the balls that Nirvana was yeah. in, in gaming terms. You know, when Nirvana came along and everyone's been listening to fucking Guns N' Roses and Hair Metal and, and you know... And then grunge happens. And then yeah. grunge comes in and just punches you in the face as something brand new and different yeah. and, and edgy and, and just counterculture. And then that entire counterculture, as we mentioned, takes off with like the Attitude Era in wrestling, with Jerry Springer, with what came after Grunge, New Metal, and like that kind of dingy, the Marilyn Manson, the this, like Nine Inch Nails, all that shit yeah. take, takes off in this time period. And all of that counterculture stuff is a smash in the face. Final Fantasy VII was that for gaming. Yeah, absolutely. So now we're going to get into... The seven block. Why there's a huge fucking seven block, yeah. Yeah, it's more obviously, yeah, as we said before, it was to celebrate the fucking the release of the trailer for Final Fantasy VII Remake, yeah. which is going to be massive. It's going to be huge. Yeah, I mean, it's not going to be as much as a fucking kick in the face as the original Seven was. It, it won't be, but it will probably sell as well as. It's going to sell gangbusters. Yeah. Absolutely. I'll play the shit out of it, even if I don't like oh, the yeah, game. Oh, absolutely. I'll play the shit out of it. Because... I might not buy the collector's edition. Oh, I don't know, man. It depends on how much it is. Yeah, I don't know. Was it going to come with fucking real size Buster Sword that's literally sharp? You could kill someone with it. Oh, then I'd definitely get it. Oh, I'd be buying that. With running down the street, spanking people with it. Nah, mate, I'd be finding a way to kill myself on it. T- taking limbs off. Use it like a fucking guillotine. You'd slide down it, ass first. Oh, baby. <laughs> that's, yeah. that's how I want to die. So, with the seven um, music, yes. what did they start with? Bombing mission. Which makes sense because that's the first, not the first song you hear, but the no, first real. Yeah, it's um, weird because they open with bombing mission and then went into the main theme. Yeah. Whereas, like, the main theme is the first song you'll hear when you turn the game on, but then you hear bombing mission. But I suppose the main thing, you don't hear all of the main theme, you just hear like. They, 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 yeah, they, they and did then like, I think it was like two, three minutes long for the main theme. I sp- yeah, because you've got like some stuff of looking at space. For, I don't even know what the fuck <laughs> that's about. It's yeah. just like flying around in space, and then you see, then you see Aerith there praying. Oh no, it was before that. You know, when you first start up the game, it's like, oh yeah, fun, fun, so. Yeah, just like, that bit. I don't know how to properly vocalize it, but yeah, you know. Yeah. What I mean. yeah. Okay. So bombing mission, fucking that's iconic. An iconic. Yeah. Moment in the game, and icon, icon, iconic. So yeah, when games. I hear it, all I think about is I'm zooming into Midgar. And then you get fucking cloud backflipping off a fucking train. Yeah. It's like, yeah. And all the way up until like. You know, naming you, naming Cloud, naming Barrett, like yeah. introducing you to Wedge and Jesse. You know, introducing to you and yeah. Biggs, naming Barrett Assface. Yeah, na- na- yeah. 
naming him Nibber. <laughs> That's not I st- racist. I, st- I still remember it. My mate Kurt, he, he does listen to this. He's been mentioned before. Uh, he named him Chef. Nice. That's the first thing he named him because obviously <laughs> South Park yeah. was, again, another big cultural thing, South Park, yeah. from that period of time. But South Park was in full swing, so he was called Chef. And then he had to play the game hmm? all the way through with Barrett called Chef. And I think by the time he got to, if I remember correctly, by the time he got to the prison, uh, the desert prison, yeah. he was sick of the fact that he was called Chef. <laughs> and he's like, oh, I'm going to have to restart it, aren't I? <laughs> but he didn't want to because by that time you feel like you've progressed fucking far. And before the time, before the period of time in that as well, uh, the, the internet didn't exist. Well, it did, but not, not in the same way. Like yeah. You couldn't just look up how to get out of the desert. Like, I was I, phoning I, up fucking lines. I know, yeah, I'd phone up lines yeah. a few times for cheat codes and shit. I, I remember a mate of mine, you know when you go to fight Dine? Yeah, he could. He just, he just, he was wandering around that fucking desert for mm. hours. It's for so simple fucking though. Hours, yeah. You just go up that side bit and keep walking right. Yeah, and you don't like that's it. But he, he, he was like hours just fucking running through. I'm like, where the fuck is it? Getting on a little chocobo geezer and fucking coming back and then doing it again, <laughs> just because unless someone tells you it. But I remember the first time I did it, I was running through the little chocobo bloke, found him, found my way back, and was like. Okay, well, what happens if I try and follow this little crack in the ground? Well, if I follow it on this side, I end up lost in the desert again. So, when I follow it from the other side, oh, do you fucking yeah. find him? Yeah. Like, it's not it's not that difficult. But, you know, that means it took three, three attempts to find him. Yeah. But, yeah, I knew people that were just, like, spending like an hour, but then they were leveled to fucking shit by the time they actually got there. Yeah. So, because if you haven't, like, ground fucking Barrett at all, like, the dime fight, it's not easy. It's quite hard, actually. Yeah. If you, if but, you, yeah, but nowadays, yeah. I know that shit's coming, so... Yeah, and at that point, you could just go, fuck it, I am going to run around in the desert for a bit and yeah. level him up if, if you... Well, as I say, grinding's always a choice in Final Fantasy. You can do it. Yeah. Yeah, the dime fight, I think the first time I lost against him as well. So I was like, you, you cunt. I, why are you doing it on your own? Got a full party of mates here. But it's I, get it. thing, yeah. I get it, it's personal. Yeah. And the worst thing is, you have to go through that fucking... Um, bit of dialogue and telling him Marlene's alive still and not like and he's so, like well yeah I'm too far gone by this yeah. point so yeah yeah so if you have got to do it multiple times you'll be sick of fucking having to sit there and just listen to that same show right? this is it I digress so yeah but bombing mission yep at the beginning of the game yep very iconic absolutely it, 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 it's what brings you in to the game so yeah first when you hit new game it's almost the first piece of music yeah yeah then the main theme, yeah, we covered that a little bit, and then Aerith theme, which which is which is big, yeah, which is yeah. a huge deal. It's weird, uh, the character of Ares, Aerith, yeah, Earth, yeah, Erisu, Erisu, whatever you want to call her. I've I've seen a lot of hate for the character recently. Oh, the bitch dies. So fuck it. But I mean, fuck her. Fuck like. You tell me when, at that point, that cunts were dying in video games. Yes. Fantasy Star 4. <laughs> fantasy Star 4. But it wasn't... fucking Alastair. What? Okay, there's people in the Final Fantasy games that die. Oh, like, it, pretty much every Final Fantasy game, has, well, apart from one, has someone that dies. Does two have someone who dies? Every optional character in two dies. All of them. Oh, yeah, the non-main part. In three, it's only, like, characters that never join your party. People like, um, Dash, that die. Yeah, he's a knob. Yeah. In four... 
Sid dies, if I remember correctly, when you're closing up the entrance to the underworld. Yeah. In five. Uh, Gar- Garlith dies. Garlith dies. Uh, protecting everyone from X-Death. Oh, and then obviously... In the, and then Shadow uh, dies in six. That's optional, isn't it? That is optional. Yeah. You can save him. You can save him. Um, yeah, so like it, it had happened in video games, but again, we're talking but about... We're talking about a 3D plane here. It, yeah. It's a lot easier to relate to. And and we're also talking about like the FMV sequence, which yeah. was not being used so much at that point. Well, yeah, because FMVs were like a newly researched thing. Yeah, And, and also, again, I'll, I'll talk about Europe. A lot of these games where characters had died in games before, we didn't fucking get. Yeah. Like it, it now, pretty much every game that comes out in the US comes out here. Yeah. But they're like Parasite Eve. Yeah. Do you remember that coming out in Europe? I don't no, know. I've never played it. Never it. fucking yeah. came out in Europe. Oh, did it not? That's probably why I've never played it. Uh, a Brave Fencer Square Enix game. Did that come out? No, it never came out in fucking Europe. Like all this shit just never used to come out. Yeah. It used to piss me right off. Like, and I remember my mate, he had his little chipped fake PlayStation, but he couldn't play normal games. Once he had it chipped, he could only play ripped games. Yeah. So he could play all these other games that you couldn't get. And uh, a mate of mine had like uh, his PlayStation, he had, he had his UK PlayStation, and he had one that could play Japanese games. Yeah. But then he couldn't read shit. Yeah. yeah. Ja- I, Japanese is hard to read. Yeah, like, but he would still play these fucking random games, like these weird ones are like, Chasing naked girls down the street and hitting them and stuff like that. I just remember you had these weird games. Yeah. There's one where you could destroy this hotel. Um, or, well, not hotel, it's like a weird like a village. It looked like Tenchu, but you could destroy the walls of the buildings and you could turn it into like a werewolf thing. But as far as I could tell, it was like well pervy. Like the goal, yeah. the goal was to like, not rape women, but like the goal was to like. Grab women. It was fucking weird. Like, really weird game. I yeah. don't know what the fuck it was. I don't even think he knew the name of it. Because when you put it in, it doesn't tell you the name of the game. It's in Japanese. It's fucking Ar- Doji, mate. It was just some mad shit. You were like, yeah, yeah some sort of werewolf demon thing. You could smash up these these walls. You could kick walls in, and then just be like naked women laying on beds and stuff. Yeah. And then you'd grab them, and they'd disappear. When you grab them, and you'd, you'd, just, just nick and them. you'd like collect them, or whatever it was. Like, for whatever fucking reason. <laughs> Nefarious purposes. Whatever fucking yeah. weird reason the Japanese decided to make you do that. Um, but yeah, like, the fucking, the music in this game, honestly, is incredible. Oh, absolutely. Like, yeah. uh, and, not trying to harp on about the 90s, but like, we weren't hearing this level of fucking detail to the music in no. the games. That's but, because of the chip that they put in the PS1. Yeah, but even things like Resident Evil, like, some of the music in the first Resident Evil game is just weird. It's just shit. Yeah. Basement theme. Like, what the fuck is all this dumb shit? Yeah, it's just fucking some guy that's having a seizure on a fucking trombone. Or slapping his nuts on something, yeah. <laughs> I've got the keyboard and I'm just running my nuts up and down it. Like, no one no one had really thought video game composing in this, in, in, in this format outside of Square at that point yeah. no one and then once they did it everyone jumped on board well yeah they were taking advantage of the new sound chip on the PS1 yeah and and they could do stuff yeah and to think this was a game that was meant to be on the N64 and a big reason it didn't go on the N64 was it couldn't do FMVs and yep. it couldn't give them the sound quality that they wanted yeah and the, the whole relationship of Sony having Final Fantasy games comes from this point 
yeah. in time it comes and because, the, mu- the music like, being a big part of that Squaresoft was like like our time on Nintendo was good but the PL uh, the PlayStation 1 can do more yes and also if you want to put Final Fantasy 7 on N64 it would take like 7 cartridges Jesus, we didn't imagine that. Yeah. <laughs> so, after uh, Aeris theme, yep. they uh, went into... Genova Complete. See, that's a fucking tune as yep. well. So, it was like, I was getting like fucking like Final Boss Corner vibes off it, and I was like, oh, that's good. Yeah. Like the keyboard, so, oh, it's good times. And then after Genova Complete... Uh, Cosmo Canyon. Which is... The it's drums quite, in It's that. quite chill, but yeah, maybe you need it sometimes. So, oh, like you, I can still feel the beat of the drums boom, now. Boom, so. boom, 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 boom. Oh, dude, it's so good. Fucking good song. Yeah, it's, uh, it was obviously Ricky Beatbox. <laughs> obviously. Yeah, lean into that meme. Just <laughs> <laughs> see Ricky on the theme just like going like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wicked, wicked. Doing all that yeah. damn, dumb shit. Um, after Cosmic Canyon, they had Cinco de Chocobo. Okay, so yeah, well, it's the, they, they, it's, they threw that in there. That was like, yeah, yeah it's you know, they it's had, always like, funny, the funny video on the screen. Yeah, people laughed. It was great. Always um, good to hear a bit of Chocobo music. Yeah, and then they had the actual Genova theme. Yeah, they just the original, which is a lot more, a lot more of a dark droning theme. Yeah. Yeah, and then it was One Wing Angel. Yeah, which I, I imagine got a huge pop out of Oh, like, the, the way they've done One Winged Angel is they will always have a bit before where they were like, oh, yeah, so the person on the piano, yeah, they're going to do a thing, and then they would do, like, do 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 He's like, you hear that? Yeah, when you hear that, I want you to shout Surfer off, yeah? He's like, can do a bit faster. It's like, do-do-do. He's like, yeah, just do it. And then there was, like, audience participation shit going on. And it was like, I had a massive Final Fantasy Seven fanboy sitting behind me. And it was just dominating my ears every time it was today. All I just heard it was just screaming Sephiroth in my ears. Cream in his pants. Probably yeah. dropped his fedora on the ground. Yeah. But yeah. I was like, I know you're like seven, dude. Good on you, son. It's a good game. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, then um, that... Ball... It's hard, but it's hard to fucking follow One Winged Angel. Yeah. yeah. I mean, most of it's... But it's a bit like they end the last one. But obviously, they, they, they didn't, did they end with One Winged Angel? Or did they go on to something else? Uh, no, then it went on to the, the Final Fantasy theme. Like the crystal theme. The crystal theme. Yeah. So, yeah. So, like, you're kind of closing the show. And then that was the end, quotation marks, because it's Distant World, so encores are expected. Yeah. Like, it's like when um when it's like the end of the show, Arnie Roth will fuck off off stage, but he's not done his ending spiel. So, it's like, okay, encore's going to happen. And then, came back on. No word, no nothing. Just played Tazanakin from Final Fantasy X. Yeah. I was like, it's good shit. It's a good, you know, it is a good song, but it's a little bit boring. In terms of like... They made up for that in the next song. But then, but what I'm saying is when I say boring, I don't mean in a bad way. I mean in like it's chilled out. Yeah. Yeah. And well, it, it, again, that's quite like an iconic first ever Final Fantasy game on the PS2. Yep. Uh, it was a big leap. The only one on the PS2? Yeah. No. Right. 10-2. Oh, 12 10, as well. 10-2. Oh yeah, twelve was it? Twelve came out. Thirteen was the first one on Xbox. Did twelve come out at the same sort of time that PS3 had come out? That's a good question. I think twelve was released. I think the PS3 came out and twelve was released at kind of the same time. But I was lucky enough to be one of the people that the PS3 that was backwards compatible, compatible, compatible at the time. <laughs> so I, I I didn't have to suddenly just fucking. 
I could sell my PS2 quite happily at that moment because I could have played a game on this. So it was um, it wasn't a bad option for me. But a lot of people got a PS2, a PS3 that couldn't play backwards compatibility. And I don't know if that oh no, the backwards compatibility on the PS3 included PS1 games anyway on every console. Uh, it just couldn't play PS2 games unless you got the special edition elite version, the 60 gig version or whatever the fuck they called it. Yeah. So it's, yeah. yeah. So the PlayStation 3 came out in March 23rd, 2007. 2007? Is that late? Yeah. Uh, that's a year after uh, Final Fantasy... Yeah. 12 yeah so it came out at the tail end of the ps ps3 era because i remember having 12 and yeah. then i think i was playing 12 yeah. and then i stopped playing 12 to play ps3 games yeah and then i went back to 12 and finished it but yeah. by that time i'd kind of lost a bit of love with some of the characters because well, let, let's let's to be fair. Let's be two, honest. There's two characters that shouldn't even be there. You can't have any love for fucking Vaughn, and if you do, Vaughn and Penelo weren't even meant to be they're, there. They're not meant to be there. So, and and Vaughn, I just find just a vapid, empty space. Well, Vaughn isn't the main character. Ashes. Ash should be. Yeah. They were like, oh, we don't want to make a female main character, but which is really ironic because thirteen, the main character was Lightning. Yeah. And also, they had done a female main character before in Terror from Sex. Yeah. So then we move on to the final song. Final, yeah, the final Played. one. That's not the right thing. In your in the yep. in the encore. Yep, which was Battle on the Big Bridge from Final Fantasy from five, five, yeah. Which is a fucking banging tune. It is a good tune. Oh, a like, nice way to end it as well. Oh absolutely, yeah. So out of all the times you've been, would you say how would you say this is on in terms of level of um experience? I mean, you got Dancing Man, you got One Winged Angel, but you haven't got it doesn't feel like they went for the hits this Def- time. Define the it hits. Seems, well, I mean songs that are on the same level of Dancing Mad and One Winged Angel. It feels like they went for a bit of an eclectic mix, but they didn't go too heavy into the pre-PlayStation era yeah. as well. Mm. You know, you've got, yeah. you got some 14, you've got some 10, you've got some 9, a huge chunk of 7. One from six, something from five. It doesn't feel like they went, you know, balls deep on the entire Final Fantasy experience per se. But it doesn't sound like, it actually sounds like it would have been a unique gig in terms of what Distant Worlds often is. Maybe because of the second half being purely seven. Yeah. Would would for a start make it very different because they're never going to do that again. You know, this year is the only time across the world that you're going to go to distant worlds and have that second half in it. Yeah. And then, then, and unless eight gets a remake or six gets a remake, you're probably never going to have a dedicated second half like that again. Yeah. No, well, this is it. They did that pretty much to encompass the release of the um the trailer. The trailer, yeah. Finding this first set list is a dick. Yeah. yeah. So, how would you... Was there anything you wish you did hear that wasn't played? Hmm. Something that you had on your mind going, I hope they play this. Or do you feel satisfied? To, to be fair, like that that was Dancing Man. Yeah. Yeah. 
But, the, um, that, that would be my, my prerequisite going in is I want to hear One Winged Angel and I want to hear Dan, Dancing Mad. They're, um, the two, they're the two that I'd always want to hear. I'd like to have heard Libra Fatale from fucking oh, fuck eight. But that is a, that's like the best thing in eight. Yeah. Oh, actually, yeah, Man and the Machine Gun's pretty fucking good as well. Yeah. Eight's eight. The best thing about eight is its music. Yeah, absolutely. It's got a fucking cracking soundtrack. But then the same for 13. The best thing about 13 is the soundtrack, and they didn't play any 13 there. They, they played 13, like, not the one, the, the one I did, not the last one, but the one before. But then I suppose, obviously, what people fail to understand is that Distant Worlds is officially a square run concert, whereas Black Mages isn't. It's no boost thing. Whereas, yeah. whereas, um, Distant Worlds is like an official square event. And I think with games like 13 or games like 2 or games like 15 or 8, which are somewhat poorly received in the West, maybe they would not go too heavy on those games. Obviously, you got one from fifteen in there. Yeah, I know two. You got two from fifteen, I think, because you had the Noctis. Yeah, so you had two from fifteen. But it just it just shows to me what what's what must Square be thinking now in terms of what their franchises mean. I think is a, a huge um, shift in their philosophy. If you were to take that playlist as some sort of evaluation on their theories about their games yeah because you've got songs from five you've got songs from six it's almost like they're kind of you got 14 which is massively popular seven but they've you know you've got songs from nine and ten but they've skipped eight in its entirety and i wonder if that's on purpose i want I, I genuinely wonder if that's if the seven remake works eight's coming so we're holding off and promoting eight at all until we can announce that that is a possibility but um, possibly, yeah, one hundred percent. Um, you don't need to set this for the other the other ones if you can't find them. But what? Um, I'm trying. It's difficult. What was your favorite one you went to? Out of the three times you've been, I've got like better memories of the first time, yeah. so I don't really like talking about that one too much. The second time I had the opera scene from six, which that, is which that, is great. that was big. That is big. That was really good. And obviously, like obviously, you've got some bit of memories about the first time, and then the first time of the music and hearing that. Like, oh, it was for the first time would be a huge deal. As oh well. yeah, absolutely. It's a shame it was kind of fucked up, but women be like that. It'd it be that way. Yeah. Too. Um, yeah. So uh, we've probably we've probably exhausted this episode in terms of uh, what we can actually talk about, and we've run out of booze. Yeah, it's it's, it's always good talking about music though. Yeah, like, yeah. Music, it, music's it, it, a very big thing in my life. This is a very different episode in terms of what we normally talk. about. Because we're talking about, you know, we're talking about what what songs mean to us in terms of video game music, which is mad. Because all, all that comes back to mind is the nostalgia of playing them and how them how you felt when you first heard this. And we had you know little stories here and there. Yeah. You know, what before we go, what Final Fantasy song when you hear it? Yeah. From a nostalgic purpose, puts you in a good memory and a good mood. And just you, you feel good hearing it, and you feel happy hearing it. Hmm. 
it sounds like a little bit of a cop out answer, but it's probably the crystal theme. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's like it's like that makes me think of so many Final Fantasies and that's that's a lot of my life. Yeah. The but, world map theme in nine. Yeah. For some reason, just puts, when I so, hear it, it just puts me in a good mood. Yeah, yeah. You, the second yeah. you said it, it started playing in my head. Like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like, it just... Yeah, it's, it's a good song. It's a good song. It just plays in my head. And like, loads, loads from Seven. Though, you get, yeah. you know, I don't want to harp on too much about it. Because, you yeah. know, loads from Seven do it for me. But there are there are other ones like um, the Garden, the Balm Garden, Garden song. In eight, uh, the theme that plays when you're walking around um, SR in eight, yeah, because it's like really like cyberpunky, and I was like, I like that. Yeah, no, there's lo- there's loads, yeah. there's loads of things of it that actually make you feel good. Um, in six, it is dancing mad. Yes, <laughs> like the, you could delete. Make, it makes me tingle, re- dude. You could delete the rest of the six soundtrack as long as you leave me dancing mad. I'll be okay. If you said awesome. we, if you said we will you can have the rest of the six soundtrack but you can never hear dance bad again. No. <laughs> That's what I mean. Um the boss theme from six is really good as well. Yeah. But I heard that a lot in Final Fantasy fourteen as well because it was it plays when you progress through the raid. Well, um Sig Sigmascape. Otherworld yeah. I still like but I Other listened, I listened really to that the other day just because there was a tournament on the Final Fantasy shit posting thing and I was like man this sounds dated well yeah the first one that came to mind was how like none of the other music sounds dated because of the style used but I was like this sounds like new metal can you believe that people late 90s uh, early 2000s people music. were saying the fucking Otherworld was done by Ramstein Sorry. People probably did think that, but, it's, but I remember when that came out, people thinking it was Mad Capsule Markets that had done it. Hmm. But that would make more sense to fucking Ramstein, because Mad Capsule Markets are Japanese. Yeah, yeah, like it is a bit dated. It's still a good it's, tune. It's, it's still a track. It's not my favorite. It's not my favorite from ten. Though. From ten, fucking um, my favorite songs for probably um, either what's it called? Fucking um, Conflict, the one that plays during the battle with um. Since Wonky. Oh, that is fucking awesome, that song. Yeah, the one That might actually be my yeah. favourite from 10. And my, my literal favourite song from 10 is Contest of Aeons. That's a good song as well. It's fucking amazing. Yeah, the, the Final Fantasy music is fucking iconic. Like, it really, it, it, it legitimately iconic. Yeah, not Ubisoft iconic. Not Kim Kardashian iconic. <laughs> yeah, no, but that ass, so. It's fake. <laughs> it it's is, fake. yeah. It's fake. I don't, I don't want to eat plastic. This is it. If I want to eat ass, I want it to be a hundred percent premium beef. You get me. Meat. I want to eat some meat. Yeah. I don't want to. I don't want to. Not not to devalue women <laughs> because they are essential to the life cycle of humanity. Which I mean, I'd rather see perish anyway. But let's move on. Yeah. So let's devalue them then, because yeah. Because yeah, I mean, fuck humanity. Yeah. You, you're like Sephiroth summoning the meteor. Like, yeah. Like, fuck, fuck it. Let's get this over and done with. It's like humans are a poison, dude. Yeah, people are poison. One of my favorite songs, which is not a Final Fantasy song. Cold cave. That's a fucking tune. Um, yeah, so that's probably us done. But yeah, it's it's nice walking down memory lane with yeah. music. It's like it's nice to just like. It's like, it's like a big thing to take home. Is music's important. Yes. It's like I was talking to people in work today, and it was like, if I went deaf, I, I think that's a fail state for me. It's like because I don't think I could live without. Music. No, no. But then I suppose any sensory, you know, not being able to see would be, you can't read anymore. You can't play games anymore. But you can still hear. You can still hear. But like, you know, you're someone who's very much into comics and, and well, manga yeah. and that stuff. Like, you're kind of like, fucked. Yeah. But you know, but, I don't know what's happening with technology and AI and headsets and all sorts of shit. 
I th- when I they can think start probing into your brain, it's... once they can do that, yeah. it don't fucking matter. There's no sep- sensory deprivation. Yeah, in fact, you don't need they, your eyes. In fact, there could be elevated sensory states as a result of it. I mean, they, to be they fair, they're probably like, close to being able to fix people who are blind anyway. Can. They probably can. Yeah. Prob- I mean, deafness is basically completely fixable now. Yeah. It's just expensive. Give it another 10 years and it won't even be expensive anymore. Well, I mean, technology fucking, like, it advances at a rate that's uncheckable. Though I did hear, right, the, this. this I want to see how you feel about this. Yeah. I'm not trying to get too political. These people were offered uh, for their child, who's like 16. Yeah. Um, and in America as well, so they're not legally able to do shit on their own yet. Yeah. This treatment that would make them hear again. Yeah. And the, the parents were like, no, because you're neutering deaf culture. That's fucking ridiculous. So they've turned it down. And it's like deaf culture exists. The, you know, the sign language they've learned, like that should be celebrated. You shouldn't be neutering it. Does your kid want to be fucking deaf? Probably, Probably not. not. But, then, but then they don't know any better because you hear this with blind, you do hear this from blind people. You don't hear it. You you don't hear it from deaf people because they, they, they... Well, yeah, there's people that have been blind for fucking no, like tens of years and they've been cured and they're like, they can see color, yeah. like color and shit. But there, there, are, there, there are people that are blind that if you actually say to them, do you want to see... They will say no, because they're like 30 years old. They've not been able to see since childhood. Like, what you're asking them is world-changing. Yeah. And, like, I could see that being panic-inducing. But for a parent to come out with this weird excuse of deaf culture, it seems like they're trying to jump on that uh, victim it's scale. Not, it's not their bit. choice. It's not their choice. Well, it is now. But it should give be. It, give it a couple of years, and a kid might be like, I'm 18 now, I'm having it fucking done. What yeah. about your deaf culture? Fuck my deaf culture, I want to listen to music. What about that culture? Why can't I have the music culture? Why can't I have the talking, the, the experiences that every other fucker can have? Yeah. I can still sign language if I want to. I still know how to it's do like, it. You, so in, I'm not going to forget how to do that. You're intentionally handicapping your kid when they could have a fucking more full life. Yeah, it's the first time I've ever heard something like that. And it just, it screamed of me of that weird, without going too political, lots of people like to be a victim. They're like labels. They're, they're like labels. Yeah. And that kind of like, you know, your white prejudice is in the way or yeah. whatever the fuck they want to say. To, be, to, be to turn around and say you are trying to damage deaf culture. If I wanted a label, it wouldn't be fucking deafness, that's for sure. No. But like deaf culture, there's just, just, just that terminology. You are trying to damage deaf culture by trying to cure my kid of his deafness. What are you, an anti-vaxxer? I mean, come on, what is this? Box? That's another thing I have fucking issue what with. Is, what, is, what is that? What is Def Cotton? And I, and I only bring it up because music is so fucking important. I think it's actually... I think we, humans have been making some form of fucking music since we first became sentient fucking humans. Whether it be banging sticks together or singing or humming or... Like, like tribal always, dances and yeah, shit. Yeah, we've always been fucking doing it. Like, like Where do you think fucking drums came from? I think music is part of the human condition. So why would you ever fight against it? It's fucking bizarre. Fucking, I couldn't imagine being deaf. No, it, it, I think it, it would it, be unbearable yeah. for me. But yeah, you know, we're not trying to get too political here with that one. It was just a, uh, a random thing I saw and I was like, this is bizarre that someone would even say that. So yeah, that, that, um, yeah. that's us, I think. Yeah. yeah, so we are the guys that be sick. Good talk. Uh, it was nice to talk about music. It felt very different to yeah. me, just as a as as a, as someone who was on here as one of the hosts of this. Yeah. It felt different. We felt like we were doing something different, yeah. and yeah. Uh, I enjoyed it. Maybe we will do another music episode down the line. I mean, music's the thing I love to talk about. Yeah, 
Anyway, thanks for listening. Uh, we are going to have a little break because uh, I am away for yeah. a week, so there won't be another episode for maybe about two weeks. Yeah, travelling's weird. It's like, I just came back, Christopher K just fucked off, and then Sam's leaving soon. Yeah, before. and then yeah. I leave before Chris is even back. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's one of those things. So like, I'm just fucking alone. Fucking, yeah. Fuck my life, right? Yeah. He's <laughs> just masturbating and listening to Dancing Mad. Yeah, I'm just like, I'm just putting Dancing Mad on my fucking iPad, got some porn on my 4K TV, some, just smashing it. Some fucking lolly on it. <laughs> oh. No, he isn't doing that. Nope. <clears throat> uh, yeah. So I'm looking at ho- wholesome fucking like Milf. white BBW, mate. Yeah, MILFs, yeah. Oh. Right. Cheers. Thanks for listening. Cheers. Bye.